This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Ah, good morning, boys and girls. Hope you all are doing well. Coming to you live from Indianapolis. Yes, sir. Our Well, tomorrow will be our final day. We'll travel and uh, I may be doing a uh, crypto show or something tomorrow. Uh, you never know. It could be a possibility. Nice little dip last night. Wow. That whole Silvergate thing uh, ended up... Uh, we're liquidating a whole bunch of longs. It's like two, like, I don't know, like 200 million. So, uh, yeah, nice little uh, dip uh, this morning. So for those of you that are in the crypto sphere, you got a nice little gift this morning. Anyway, uh, we thank all of you out there, as always, for uh, tuning in. Got a, a ton of guests today on the program. So we are uh, blessed to have a lot of people joining us. Uh, we got Ira Winderman. We'll stop by at 1030 as the Heat get ready to take on the Knicks. Uh, we've got Manny Navarro at 11. We've got some new coaches and uh, Jason Taylor, part of the mix, uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, Scott Pianowski will stop by our uh, Miami Dolphins NFL report uh, with Scott Pianowski and Sports Grill, of course, one of our proud sponsors of uh, this road trip here and eight amazing locations and don't forget wings for miami this weekend and uh, to give you the uh info if you want to be a part of wings for miami you can get a discount by using our code big o go to wings for wishes wings for wishes miami.com and it's going to be a great event use our code big o and the first 30 listeners who want to purchase tickets are going to get 20 percent off so if it's not there anymore, then maybe the 30 listeners already went in. But um, you can go to wingsforwishesmiami.com, and it is an awesome event. It is the ninth annual Wings for Wishes. It will take place on Saturday, and they're going to have a block party, which will feature famous amateur wing-eating competition, renowned chicken wing tasting, and, of course, the crown favorite, the Major League Eating Professional Wing Competition. They will have savory food stations featuring delicious recipes, some of South Florida's favorite restaurants, along with a wide range of refreshing beverages, uh, mouth-watering desserts, live music, fun family activity, an awards presentation. Over 2,000 people attend this. This is a great event. It goes for a great charity. You're going to make kids' wishes come through come through. You can also make a donation also at wingsforwishesmiami.com if you can't go. So you can also do that. They're going to have an amateur eating contest, which means anybody can get in. Even Sean Stanley can get in. I don't know. I heard he might be getting in that competition. Uh, you know, what can I tell you? But go to wingsforwishesmiami.com. If you want to go and go with your buddies or friends or family members, Get the tickets, use our code Big O so you can get 20% off, man. And you're going to eat all kinds of food and drinks and all kinds of stuff. So it's a, it's a really, really cool event. Plus, it goes for a great charity. So Scott Pianowski, thanks to Sports Grill, will be on with us at noon. Uh, Cameron Wolf will stop by at 1230. 
and Alan Pupar will join us at one o'clock. Alan normally joins us on Thursday, but he had some conflicts over at the uh, stadium, and um, and so uh, he, we pushed him back to today. Alan, we were hanging out with Alan yesterday, and by the way, um, Doug and Adam, uh, thanks guys. Uh, some of our listeners came over to uh, Kilroy's uh, yesterday and hung out with us, and we were watching the Panthers game and. And having some food and stuff like that so uh it was cool to meet some of you guys out there i know some of you uh ended up telling me you know texting me and uh telling me you couldn't make it but a couple guys did show up so thanks to doug and adam uh showing up over at kilroy's that was uh that was a lot of fun uh and there's adam there on the on the chat board and, uh i've seen adam for years on social media so it was good uh to meet him yesterday uh, at, uh, at Kilroy. So that was actually really cool. So I appreciate Doug and Adam, uh, showing up yesterday and hanging out with me and, uh, and Poopart yesterday over at, uh, at, uh, Kilroy's actually, um, um, what's it called? David Ferronis showed up after the two guys left. Uh, David Ferronis from the Sun Sentinel, uh, showed up and, uh, was hanging out with us for a little while as we watched the Panthers lose. Like, you know, I'm still like, I'm here. And I'm still like going out of my way to watch the Heat and the Panthers. Why? Why? Why do I do this? Why do I torture myself? You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. I I, I can't help it, but I love my local teams. It doesn't matter. In fact, uh, Doug and Adam they were with us yesterday. We were we were talking about you know how it's funny how some Dolphin fans sometimes oh. I'm, I'm done with the team. And it's like, you're full of shit, dude. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're pissed off right now. You'll be fine. You'll be back and all that good stuff. But it's just, man, I, I tell you, I, I am a, I'm a glutton for punishment because I'm on the road and I could just worry about doing my job out here and go track new people down and whatever. But I'm going out of my way to take a couple of hours to watch the Panthers, you know, last night. Good thing is I'm at Kilroy's and I'm eating some good food and, hanging out with some good people. So, you know, the time went by uh, relatively fast. So that was good. But if it wasn't for you guys, Doug and Adam and Poopart and, and Ferronis, uh, yeah, it would have been a, a long night to watch the Panthers for those hours. Uh, it just, when they went up to nothing, it was one of those things like, damn, dude, it, you almost felt like right there you, you, you lost it. Anyway, they're, they're in the 11th spot right now. And uh, they've got Pittsburgh on Saturday. It doesn't get any easier for them. Uh, so we'll see what we'll see what happens uh, overall. Uh, Heat and Knicks tonight, eight o'clock. Jimmy Butler's got knee soreness. Yeah, you know that con that contract's going to be just fantastic over the next three years. Uh, and Kyle Lowry also with his left knee. Uh, Butler is questionable. Lowry is out. So we'll see if uh, if Butler doesn't play. The Knicks are 37 and 27. They're 10 games over 500. And Miami is three games over 500. That's kind of all you need to know right there. Knicks are actually favored by three on the road here against the Heat. Uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with Butler. So we'll, we'll get to uh, we'll get to watch. I don't know. Should I even watch that tonight? You know. Tonight's a big night. I, uh, I I probably am going to be working the streets uh, overall. 
and I don't have to wake up nearly as early tomorrow morning. So that's the good thing. Although I gotta say, this is this Airbnb, this Airbnb is solid, except for the bed. The bed has been just really. I have not slept well. I have not had a, a good night's sleep uh, since I since I got here, unfortunately. So it is what it is. You know, you got to deal with what you got to deal. But I already told the guy that uh, runs this Airbnb. I said, "Yo, man, that bed of yours is not uh, up to snuff, dude." But uh, I'll be filing a complaint about that. So he will get a negative complaint from me on Airbnb for uh, for that damn bed. Everything else is fine, actually. Location, place is good, comfortable. I can do anything I need to do here. But yeah, you got to have a bed when you. You got to have a you know a decent night's sleep, and I have not had a decent night's sleep so far since I've been here, unfortunately. Um, Dolphins wise. There's not really a lot of things to talk about the Dolphins, but let me just talk about lazy-ass media. Remember what I told you, it's a lot easier to be negative. It's a lot easier to just make shit up than actually try to focus on stuff that could be positive. You know, um, last couple of days, we had a interview with Skyler. Um, we didn't have to go sensationalistic or anything with it. And it was a good interview. We had some fun. Yesterday, we had Nick Hicks on, you know, and I'm working on some more Dolphin people we're going to have on next week. Um, so I'm going to try to do a lot of that this offseason for you guys. Uh, we're going to try to get a lot of Dolphins uh, players, current, former. Uh, we're going to do a lot of that this offseason for you guys. Something we didn't really do that we, you know, you know, the good thing is last year, the Panthers were really good. And the Heat we're good. And this year, our winter teams are really mediocre. You know, hell, one may not even make the playoffs in the Panthers, the way it's looking right now. And the Heat are, my God, they're they're going for a play-in game, you know, right now. So things are very good with our winter teams. And, and it shows with your lack of interest in it, by the way. Uh, one of the things that's beautiful about doing this that I, I didn't know, I didn't really know in radio because you know, I, I'm not in control of the numbers. When you're when you're in a when you when you work for a station, you don't really know the numbers. You know, and plus, if you have somebody stupid uh, that really doesn't know the business, kind of like what they have now, uh, you're not you're really at a disadvantage. Also, you know what I mean. And so, you know, it doesn't help when you got shitty leadership. Um, but now, when I obviously running this. You know, Sean and I get a good feel for what's working and what's not working. And uh, and and you guys aren't responding to Heat and Panther stock nearly. Not like you were last year. I can tell by the downloads in a big time way. So a lot of you have lost a lot of interest in the winter teams. But we will um, we will do a lot of that, you know. So, um, Nizzo, I don't get hotels anymore when I go on the road. I get Airbnbs. Uh hotels are actually it's more expensive and you're in a little room you know i i like getting this one was a one bedroom because i was coming by myself um although the, the 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 couch i'm on has a pull out but i'm not going to sleep on a pull out um it's the same shit that i'm sleeping on now uh normally i get like a two or three bedroom house wherever i go ask sean uh, normally didn't we have a three bedroom in vegas right we had a we had a bedroom that was just you know, uh, not being used. 
Um, so I, I, I like getting Airbnbs. I like, um, you know, like in Vegas, I didn't want to have to walk eight blocks to get to my car. You know what I'm saying? And so I like Airbnb where I just get out of the door, walk up, get in my car, and take off, you know, or in this case, I have a lot of room, you know, there's a full kitchen. I, I have a full bedroom, full bath, all that living room, you know, all that. So uh, I kind of like being a little bit more comfortable when I go on the road. So um, if I was working for a company, I would probably be in a hotel getting the points. You know what I mean? So, by the way, I've gone to hotels where the bed also is, you know, sometimes it's not uh, not that great. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, I wanted to get into, because, and I like, I, and I got nothing personal against Greg Cody. Uh, he's a good dude. I've always enjoyed his work. Um, you know, but lately there's been this whole laziness, which comes from the media in general. And today he put out a lazy ass article about are the Dolphins delaying the Tua decision because they might be waiting on the X factor, Lamar Jackson. And dude, if that is not the laziest clickbait article out there, because there's no shot they're going for Lamar Jackson. They have no interest in Lamar Jackson, okay? I mean, anybody who signs Lamar Jackson to the contract he wants, you're a freaking moron and you're going to get burned okay it's the same thing same thing i said about the heat when you went after lowry you know same thing and by the way same thing i said about jimmy butler's extension not a smart move by the miami heat you know it's it's pretty obvious for me some of you haven't seen you know you don't really understand that lamar jackson's really not a good passer uh, and plus, he's a sack of injuries the last two years because he has to run and take a beating. And that's the only way he can play. He can't play from the pocket. See, that's the beauty of of having a Pat Mahomes. Um, he got his ankle injured badly, but he doesn't really need to run to survive. He can stay in the pocket and beat you. He can use his legs. And, and hell, in the Super Bowl, he had a big run, even on that, on that ankle. But that's the Super Bowl. You got to let it all out. But, you know, you're Brett Favre, you, your knee is like completely shot. But you stayed there in the game because you can play from the pocket. You know, one year Russell Wilson started the season where he had a high ankle sprain, a, a, a knee injury, and something else. He had like three injuries. Stayed in the game. He was playing on one leg, but he could play from the pocket. And so, you know, this Greg Cody article is a lazy article because everything they've told you and everything they've proven over and over and over again is that they're committed to Tua. Plus, they don't have the two first-round picks to trade anyway, right? Which is also, you know, if you want to if you want to at least try to talk about the stupid subject then also look at the reality of it. Plus, you're in cap hell. You know, it's like you've got to do all kinds of things to get under the cap. It's like, and then Yard Barker then picks up Greg Cody's article and uses that headline 
and all that, like, well, maybe they're waiting and all, and there's no story there. There's zero interest. In fact, Greg Cody doesn't even break wind. He's never broken a story in his life. He never adds any kind of insight ever in his life. That's never what he's been. He's been a columnist. He provides commentary. He has zero insight. Zero. He doesn't bring anything. He doesn't break any stories. He's an entertaining writer. That's what he does. That's what he's always been. Not an insider. Never been an insider in his entire life. He's never been an insider. Okay? He writes on the light side of sports and, and goofiness and things like that. So this is just a lazy clickbait article that will get people going just because it's controversy. But there's zero substance to it. You know what I mean? It's as bad as the Fox idiots talking about, you know, uh, an election that wasn't rigged, but kept spewing it out there because there's enough stupid people out there that will believe it. Same thing here. There's enough stupid people that will actually run with this and then talk about it in their offices and to their friends. And, hey, did you see, the, you know, maybe they're still interested in, in, in Lamar. No, they're not. Dude. They're not interested in Lamar. That's not even on anywhere in the stratosphere. Plus, look who's writing it. Someone that has never broken any news in his life. Someone that doesn't add any insight whatsoever. It's commentary. That's it. Commentary from an outsider's point of view, not an insider's point of view. Okay? Again, nothing personal, but if we're going to call shit like we see it, okay, then we'll call shit like we see it. All right? I know people that will provide insight. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, that guy might know something, okay? This guy knows nothing, okay? It's more riding, you know, the bird picking games, and that's his, that's his shtick. This is pure laziness. That's all it is, pure laziness to just get clicks. That's all it is. It's a, it's a shame, dude, that media is so lazy. And you just actually don't want to put real work into it. Instead, you just throw shit out there that has zero substance, zero truth. You know, and then stupid people will then run with it and they don't think, well, wait a minute, dude. When have I ever seen Greg Cody break anything? When, when has he ever provided any real insight on anything? No, he's just kind of a goof off, right? In his writing, that's kind of what he does. Makes you laugh, you know, says some stuff, whatever, but it's not really any insight. So why would I, but they won't think that at the moment because you're either so blinded by your disbelief in Tua, you know what I mean? Or your ignorance that you actually think Lamar Jackson is like a real franchise quarterback. One of the two. Not sure which one it is. But, you know, it's just, come on, bro.
you know, again, nothing personal, but I'm just going to call it like I see it. You know, someone that provides zero insight. He's an outsider, not an insider. Never been an insider in his life, ever. So what would he know about any kind of negotiations? What would he know about the Dolphin front office? Nothing. Zero. So, and then Yard Barker then goes on it. And this is how one bad media take gets taken over by another bad media take. And then it's just laziness after laziness, which then creates a lazy society. Because you're not going to work hard enough to actually realize, oh, wait a minute, hold on a second. This dude doesn't provide any insight. Why would I believe him? There's no substance here. Anyway, as we move on, uh, let's see what else do we have. Um, Steve Chapman in the house, John Santos, Kyle Cockrell, Tua Time, Giovanni, John Padilla, uh, Jay Gelfin. Jay, I hope you're feeling better, my brother. He had, uh, he had double hernia, hernia surgery. He's in the hospital right now. So some love for our guy, Jay Gelfin. Get better, my brother. Thomas Jensen, Terry Lynch, King Short. Uh, let's see. Are you kidding me now? An edge rusher runs a 4-3-7. What the hell? Their athletes are better and bigger, stronger, and faster now, man. Doesn't mean you're a great football player, by the way, just because you run a 4-3-7. Uh, Adam, oh, it was great hanging out with you last night at Kilroy's. Lots of fun. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for showing up. You and Doug were fantastic. Pleasure to meet you guys. Love meeting the people that make this platform what it is. And uh, very appreciative because uh, Doug's been listening since years ago, back to the you know QAM days when it was on at 10 a.m. and all that good stuff. And I know Adam has been with us forever. Also, I know that he's been on this platform from the early days too, when we were when there was 20 or 30 people just on the platform <laughs> watching. Uh, and so we've uh, been able to grow that. Alexis is in, Gus Gus 1388, Jamie Zaria in San Jose. Knight says, I can't wait for open practice this year. I'm going finally. Good for you, Knight. I hope to see you there. Come by and say hi. When you guys go to Dolphins practice, I'm usually there at Dolphins practice. So make sure you walk on over and say hi, okay? You know what I look like. I don't know what you look like, but you all know what I look like. That's the funny part about this, this job of mine. <laughs> uh, Tim Chuddy in the house. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. Yes, Thomas. Uh, too extreme. Nizzle. Kevin Beal. Uh, he says, have a great weekend, only six months until week one of the NFL season. It'll be here soon, man. Oh, is the bed too soft or too hard? Dude, it, it has no box no box spring, okay? I'm a big guy, bro. And it has, it's one of those, like, aluminum frames with the skinny mattress, and then you feel the, you know, the springs that are under. And I got to tell you something, I'm feeling the damn springs already. You know, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. I told the guy, unacceptable, you know? So, yeah, nothing beats your own bed. Hell yeah, bro. 
that uh, I got that uh, foam shit, that uh, Tempur-Pedic, right? Is that what it's called? Um, yeah, that thing. I love that thing. Uh, that is freaking awesome. Uh, run 34 run. Would it be possible to get a Dan Marino interview? I can work on it. I can work on it. But, you know, Dan's very reserved. So I, I probably could get more out of Dan if I just have some fun and, I don't know, maybe talk about more older days or something. But putting, um, you know, he, he's kind of very reserved. But I, I could try it. I can definitely try. Ah, there's Doug. Got to meet the big O last night at Kilroy's. Thank you for being so gracious. What a great night. Thanks for the bread rolls. Yes. There are those garlic bread rolls stuffed with cheese and pepperoni. Man, those things are good. Night is in. James Roman. Uh, Airbnb has changed his hospitality game. Yes, it has. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, Dolphin 13, big O, will the Dolphins find a true center, allowing Connor to move back to his rightful position? Uh, dude, he was a, like a top five center. He played really well. No. You sound like the guy that wants to find a quarterback when you have the top rated quarterback. No. No. Connor did well, bro. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I would not, uh, I would not move him. It's a lot harder to find a center than it is a guard. You can find another guard. Centers are really tough to get. No, no. In fact, I think he'll be even better this year going into his second year. He did a really good job this year. I'm not exactly sure why people, some, are hung up on moving Connor Williams. Sabres fans since the days of LaFontaine and Hasek. Last 20 years have been rough. Hard when your team is not good staying engaged with your team, let alone the sport. I know. But yet, I go out of my way while I'm here to watch the Heat, to watch the Panthers. I'm getting disappointed. And I'm like, I could be tracking down people in the NFL at bars. Instead, I'm, I'm watching this. And, of course, obviously, I have to do a talk show. So I need to know what the hell is going on. You know, because I'm actually one of those guys that watches the goddamn games. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just don't read the paper and, you know, nothing against Ira that he's up next, but I, I just don't read the paper and then say, okay, let me see, you know, what Ira and Anthony wrote. And then that I'll formulate my opinions on that. No, no, no. That's why when Ira comes on at times we will talk, we will disagree. We'll have different points of view because I'm also freaking watching. And so maybe I see something different than he sees, you know what I mean? Or he sees something and he enlightens me, but that's kind of the way it is. You know, so, but yet I torture myself and I watch our teams no matter what. Man, our winter teams are hurting. Uh, Big O, he needs the clicks and attention to his articles. That's the best way to get it from the people who don't know much about what the Dolphins have going on. Yeah, but it was a, it was just a, you know, that was just weak, weak. When you know exactly what's going on, you know, I just found it weak. So. But I appreciate all of you out there. Don't forget, you can uh, also make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show on Cash App or Venmo. Remember, our friends at High and Leah Park are giving away a Mercedes Benz. So all you got to do is go down there to High and Leah Park and play the slot machines. The more, more times you play, 
the more entries you get to win that Mercedes-Benz. Remember that first floor? Hundreds and hundreds of gaming machines, okay? And they've also got these smoking hot slots outside because inside it's a smoke-free casino. And in the second floor where the poker room's at, smoke-free also. So when you go out there, you're not going to have somebody blowing smoke in your face. That's why they have the smoking hot slots outside. It's got plenty of ventilation and all that stuff. So if you want to take your vape pen, you want to take your cigars, your cigarettes, you can go outside and enjoy the smoking hot slots and get into the Mercedes drawing. They've given away a Ford F-150, an Alfa Romero, and now a Mercedes-Benz. It's really cool. And they're giving it away on April Fool's Day. And you will not, somebody will not be an April's fool. Somebody's going to get a Mercedes Benz on April Fool's Day. So get on down there. They've got the Champions uh, uh, Club where you can uh, wager on any horse track in the country. Go see our friends at High Aaliyah Park. All right, let's get ready. Let's take a quick break here. Ira Winderman will join us with our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report next. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Here's Ira Winderman. All righty, Ira. How are you doing, my friend? You doing all right? Better than the Heat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I see that. You know, before we get into the Heat, I talked about this yesterday, and I don't know if you agree with me, and obviously it doesn't look like they're interested, the whole Goran Dragic thing. And uh, I read a report where Milwaukee now is the one that is interested in him. And I talked about this yesterday because obviously once he became available, the struggles of Lowry, hey, go get Goran Dragic. It kind of makes a lot of sense. And I, and I was one of those guys, but then I started to think about it the night before last, and I talked about it yesterday. And I said, the Heat, there's no way they can make this move because it would only bring grief to them because if he's playing well or if Lowry's struggling and then you go to Goran Dragic and then you'll create even more tension between Lowry, the team, Butler, all this kind of stuff. I almost think that you might need Goran Dragic. He might be able to help you, but because of the internal stuff going on, this may not be the time to make a move for a guy like that because it might create some more tension in there than you already have. Your thoughts on that? Screw the tension. You, you've got to be able to have ambulatory and able bodies to do what you're doing. If Kyle Lowry is not available, look, he showed up in Philadelphia's hometown, listed as questionable, didn't play. Doesn't play on Wednesday night here in a critical home game against the Sixers. Already listed out as tonight for the Knicks, and it's the start of a back-to-back. I doubt if he doesn't come back tonight against the Knicks, he's playing Saturday against the Hawks. So you're talking about a player who hasn't played since February 2nd. Then you can go further and say, okay, Ira, but you have a backup point guard, a capable guy in Gabe Vincent. But Gabe's really fallen off a cliff. And sometimes, Big O, it's just a matter of asking someone to do more than their pedigree yes. than, they, than they can do. So it's maybe not a fault of Gabe Vincent. No one really said Gabe Vincent's an NBA quality starting point guard. They said he's a very nice piece in rotation. And there's no other point guard on the roster. So then you say to yourself, ah, no problem. Tyler Hero can handle it. Well, you know what? You add those responsibilities, and his shooting has been abysmal since the All-Star break. 
when you're asking a guy to go above and beyond when he's still trying to really settle into that starting role also. So then you say, okay, we'll have Bam handle. Well, Bam's had a guard, Joel Embiid, in one game. His guard, Nikola Jokic, bigger centers. He doesn't need that on his plate. Then you say, throw it to Jimmy Butler. But you and I, all we're saying is Jimmy needs to score because no one else can. It's kind of crazy that during the all-star break and buyout deadline, they got two big guys in Kevin Love and Cody Zeller and never addressed point guard. It's, you know, unless they thought the point guard options were so poor that there was no need to go in that direction. And let's face it, Goran did fall out of the rotation of a pretty bad Chicago Bulls team. He's not the player we thought he once was. No, of course not. But the fact that they haven't addressed point guard, and it's been sink or swim with Gabe Vincent now since February 2nd with Kyle Lowry out. Isn't this whole season about trying to give Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo their best shot? Yeah, yeah, but you're talking about what they should do. Well, apparently this is not that club anymore. It's They don't do what they're supposed to do anymore. They do other things like sign a 33-year-old point guard to a ridiculous contract, like dealing with the Deadman situation where you have to give up a second-round pick. So it's not – they're not and, – and that's why they accommodate their players more than anything else nowadays, whereas, you know, Riley was a little bit more ruthless back in the day. I, I don't see that ruthlessness, and that's why I don't think they'll do that now, and that's why maybe we haven't heard anything of Miami – and Goran Dragic. And then the next question is, who do you cut for Goran Dragic, right? And that's the other debate, uh, you know, amongst it. And again, are you hanging on to guys that really aren't that good? Are you well, really? Well, we have two ways to go. And one of the guys, and like you mentioned, the loyalty is to a Haywood Highsmith. And look, he's been a terrific emergency fill-in when you've needed him. But now you're down to brass tacks and have to win in the moment. And yes, it is cruel and unfair for a guy who's busted his ass and done nothing but everything you've asked him to do. But like you said, it's a business. Godfather Pat Riley would approach things as it's a business. He would trade Eddie Jones if he had to. He would trade a young and upcoming Karan Butler if he had to. My whole point on this center point guard is this. I'm not worried about chasing mistakes. You keep talking when I come on here and have accurate Pembroke Pines reports about the bad Kyle Lowry contract, and I don't disagree. I'm just moving forward. I'm moving forward from Deadman. I'm saying to myself, in this moment right now, how can the Heat not give itself a better chance with at least one more point guard on the roster? I agree. I saying, I agree. Because we've got to make this work with Kyle Lowry. Screw that. Don't worry that he's, he's getting paid. But if they're not years. making the move, then what's the reason why? The reason why is trying to make it work, is trying to justify that Kyle will come back yet and will be on that white horse, leading the Heat back to the playoffs and out of the play-in, and we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. So again, there was hope on Monday. There was hope on Wednesday. There was hope for Friday today. There had been hope for this weekend. Now there's not. That's the thing is, if your trainers are doing their job, which I believe they are, and giving you the proper, proper medical information and saying he'll be back this day, this day, or this day, there's been enough time to address that. Instead, they added another center in Cody Zeller. God bless him. He's played well. But there's a glaring need, I think, elsewhere. This team is struggling. The offense is horrific. And they've really told Gabe Vincent, God bless him, it's Gabe or bust. That's a lot to put on the kid. Well, I know. And this is not a team that used to justify shit. 
they used to get rid of you and 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 move on and that's because they uh, that's, used to be able to get rid of you because they didn't wait too long because they had a point where they said okay not working or going to be overvalued let's move on from it they're past that point of no return with Kyle Lowry they're past that point of no return with Duncan Robinson that's the problem so I mean look you know what a new point guard you know whose position he could take is Duncan Robinson's who did not play in the primary rotation at all on Wednesday night clearly is not part of the rotation, but he has four more years in his contract. There are three more years at $50 million plus. So all of a sudden you sort of get tied in and tied up by all that. So I know Hall of Heat Nation is saying, nah, don't worry, expiring contract. You'll trade Kyle in the offseason. Not that easy. Duncan Robinson, now they'll find a taker. Not that easy. Well, no, that we go, if yeah. it was that easy, it would have been done by the February 9th NBA trading deadline. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's the other thing that they – they are they are signing deals that definitely are not movable after they sign them, and that's been that's been a really rough go for them. All right, so what's the deal with Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler has a sore knee that caused him to miss nine games, I believe. I was listening to a, an internet radio show. The, oh yeah, the Big O show. Oh, and, that, and Big that, O was talking about how when you sign an older player, you're going to have injuries and aches. It's part of all of us getting old. That's what's happened with Jimmy Butler. He has sore knees. Shocking for a 33-year-old NBA player who played humongous minutes at the start of his career. I hope Jimmy can push through it, but here's the problem, Big O. Each of the next three weekends, the Heat have a back-to-back. Tonight, New York, at home tomorrow against Atlanta. Both very big games. Next week, they have Cleveland on Friday at a tougher-than-you-thought Orlando team on Saturday. And in two weeks, at Chicago, at Detroit. So if you have to measure minutes for Jimmy Butler and you have three huge back-to-backs coming up, including one late in the season at Philly and at Washington, that's the problem. That there's not enough plan Bs on this team because either the rotation didn't work out how you thought, players are underperforming, or injuries have gotten in the way. So there's been a lot put on Jimmy Butler's plate. And again, I know he's missed 15 games. It might seem abnormal, but you know what? If the Heat can only get 15 missed games from Jimmy Butler, they're probably ahead of the NBA star curve in most cases anyway. They just can't afford any more beyond that. You get 67 games from Jimmy Butler, big old, let's be honest. We talk about this on our Accurate Pembroke Pines reports. It's probably what you expected going into the season. But if he misses 16, 17, 18 games on the back, back ends of those back-to-backs, you're talking playing, you're talking, hey, we might be done with this whole thing by April 15th. Tyler Hero, man. What's the deal with Tyler Hero? You know, I'm funny because I just got done writing my Sunday column on that. It's not Tyler Hero's fault, but I believe at the root cause of the heat struggles is Tyler Hero's situation. By capitulating, by kowtowing to ownership after paying him that extension and starting him, I think they've thrown everything out of whack. This team, horrific three-point shooting, we know that. But they've always had a three-point shooter in their starting lineup during the best of times, either Robinson or Struess. Tyler comes in. They don't have that. You're de-emphasizing the three-point shooting. The bench has been horrible. This is the lowest-scoring bench in the NBA, uh, rather lowest-scoring offensive net rating in the NBA, fourth-worst bench in overall net rating because you've taken the sixth-man-of-the-year guy, moved into the starting lineup, and all of a sudden, you counted on Victor Oladipo. That didn't work out so well. And you, you counted keep, on Max Struess. That keep didn't work accommodating. Out. You yes. keep accommodating. And, and so, again, and I understand if you're the Arisons and you're going, wait, you think this guy is worth $120 million guaranteed over four years and you're not starting him? 
And I've always felt, you know, we talk about Eric Spolstra and, and your appreciation of him. I think in this case, Eric Spolstra's hands might have been tied behind his back. I'm not so sure that Tyler Hero starting was necessarily his decision. And Big O, I go back to this. In 2019, the Miami Heat drafted Tyler Hero number 13. And yet when Deion Waiters went south, instead of starting Tyler Hero, they started undrafted Kendrick Nunn. Why? Because for the greater good of the team, that's the situation that Eric Spolster preferred. I think by force-feeding Tyler into the starting lineup, through no fault of his own, the Heat have created this ripple effect down the roster. Matter of fact, if you were to ask me, Ira, what one move outside of injuries has altered the Heat dynamic from a team that went to last season's Eastern Conference Finals, I would say it's Tyler Hero in the starting lineup. You have to wonder if money talked more than strategy and common sense talked in that situation. Ah, money talks, a little struts. All right. Um, and here's the other one that I think kind of threw the team a little bit out of whack also, Caleb Martin. Uh, we They threw him into that power forward role, and that threw him out of whack, where I loved what they did last year with him. Dude, you're Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler's off the court. That kind of went well. He would come – Jimmy would come off the – you know, come off the court – Caleb will come off the bench and replace him. Jimmy was out with an injury. Caleb kind of played that role, and he thrived in all of that. And then all of a sudden, you change his role, and you put him somewhere where it's, you know, it's not to his advantage, unfortunately. It's not his fault either now, just like the whole Tyler thing. Not his fault. You put him there in this position, and, you know, those are some of the decisions because of, I guess, whatever limitations you have on this roster – you had to make, and that has completely backfired too. And they try to address that with Kevin Love, but I'm not sure addressing it with a 34-year-old player right. off the buyout market was necessarily optimal. Look, they were forced into that situation when P.J. Tucker left, whatever reason, whether you want to talk about luxury tax, salary cap, P.J. just simply wanting to play with James Harden. You don't know the full story there. There's a lot of tentacles to all of that. I understand that. So the Caleb Martin thing had to be a strategic thing. Eric Spolcher played it out. I got to tell you, Big O, the starting lineup still has a positive net rating, so it hasn't been a failure. My point with Tyler being is the bench has such an awful net rating right, that right. it's hurt them there. You can make the same argument with Caleb Martin. Again, you're not trying to set a lineup. You're trying to set a rotation. And sometimes it's not the five-man picture. It's the eight- or nine-man picture, and I think that's where the Heat have failed this season. I think they might have the right parts. I'm not so sure they put the right parts in the right places. Uh, Knicks are 10 games over 500. Heat are only three. Um, this is a, a much better Knicks team coming in. Uh, the point guard, it, was, it wasn't working out at the beginning of the season. Now the Jalen Brunson experiment has, uh, has obviously worked out for the Knicks. Yeah, February Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Everyone sort of scoffed at that contract. It's proven to be a valuable contract. Give the Knicks credit. They went out. They had a need that they addressed it. You know, it's not shocking the Knicks are favored tonight. And it's going to be awful at the arena tonight with all those Knicks fans. Believe me, be thankful you're out of town, Big O, because that's not going to be a great atmosphere. And I think when you look at the situation, the Knicks are a better team. They are a more talented team. They are a deeper team. So it should not be a shock. If you're talking about the Heat getting a top six playoff seed, it's all about catching the Brooklyn Nets. You are not catching the Knicks. I know the Heat have three more games, including two at home at Miami Dade Arena against New York. But you know what? Being a basketball person and analyzing the rosters with Julius Randle playing well, 
with Mitchell Robinson coming back as a double-double, high-percentage offensive machine, with R.J. Barrett being at least the equivalent of a Tyler Hero, with Jalen Brunson being better than anyone that the Heat put at point guard, right now the Knicks are the more talented team, and they're the more athletic team. And that's the problem. The Heat are slow and unathletic. You get a team like Brunson and the Knicks out there running in the open court, you get in trouble also. Knicks are better. This will be a big win for the Heat. Shouldn't be expected. It's just needed. And that's the thing. Knicks tonight. Hawks on on Saturday. Hawks on Monday. Cavs on Wednesday. Cavs on Friday. It's not like, oh, the Heat are at home. It's going to solve and be a panacea. It's not. They're playing tough, tough teams. And they have to play a lot better than they have recently. What do you got going on in the Sun Sentinel leading up to this Knicks game? You know, posted a story this morning. I said, Everyone thought, okay, we're going to evaluate our impending free agents in the playoffs. How will Max Struess stand up there? How will Gabe Vincent stand up there? Maybe even Yurtsevin coming back there or Hayward Highsmith with a team option. Well, now all of a sudden, they might have to do those evaluations now. There might not be playoffs. There might not be a playoff read on Max Struess, who was very good in last year's playoffs. There might not be a playoff read on Gabe Vincent, who was very good in last year's playoffs. There's a bunch of guys on the Heat. Instead of playing for contracts in the playoffs, they may have to p- play for them starting now. So there's a lot of pressure on guys like Struess, like Vincent, like Haywood Highsmith. It'll be really interesting during these final 19 games to see what they could do to maybe extend that observation period into the playoffs. So I break that all down at sunsentinel.com on your doorstep, except in Indianapolis on Saturday. By the way, Lakers aren't making the playoffs, right? If Anthony Davis is great, there is such mediocrity in the play-in level of the West that they can give themselves a puncher shot in the play-in. But I also think it's the ultimate excuse. LeBron's hurt. We would have been a great team, but this set us back. But it's just been a really sort of, you know, type of season. They've been jinxed from the get-go. Yeah, and plus Anthony Davis staying healthy down the stretch for several weeks and carrying we'll and carrying the load. We'll see. Ah, yeah, we'll see. I, I got my money that, uh, you know, the, the, he'll be in street clothes at one point or another since that's who he is. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapy. Catch his exceptional work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. We'll catch him three times a week here on the platform. Ira, have a great weekend. Enjoy the basketball and those Knicks fans. Catch you Monday on our accurate Pembroke Pines report after the games against the Knicks and the Hawks and playing Atlanta again on Monday. Talk to you then. Thanks, Big O. Thank you. That is Ira Winderman. And if you want a large selection of vehicles, you go to 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 and Pines. It is the finest dealership in the business. It's Craig Zinn's Acura Pembroke Pines. They got a large selection of new cars and a large selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. And they got a service center led by Mike Chan and Jordan Ferber that do an excellent job. So if you own or lease an Acura, great place to get it serviced at Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right. Appreciate all of you out there as always. Big O never thought I'd see the day when the Knicks are better than the Heat. Well, you're watching it right now, Devin. You're watching it right now.
And he says, I think Iron nailed it on the head about Tyler Hero. He should have been – yeah, he should have been coming off the bench. The the Heat, I'm telling you, dude, they have – they have – they've lost it. They they lost their – they – Riley has softened up too much. That's what's happened with that front office. They have caved in too much. And they, they they need to go back to, you know, making the best decisions for the team, not worried about players' feelings so much. I'm just being honest. You know, I, I just uh, I, I find it I find it um, I find it weak what they've done lately with some of this stuff. You know, I don't give a shit about Tyler's feelings. Dude, you got your freaking contract. You do what we say we need you to do. You do what's best for the goddamn team, and we need you off the bench. What did I say back in the in in the offseason leading into the regular season? Do you remember what I kept saying? Ginobili! So I turned I turned to – by the way, are you better than Ginobili, uh, Tyler? Because you're not. That's a Hall of Fame player. You have not proven to be a Hall of Fame player. He played off the bench. We kind of need you in the same role. Get your ass off the on the bench and shut the hell up. You got your money. Whatever. You know, be a pro. Do what do what's best for your team. This Dwayne Deadman shit. My God, you gave away a second round pick for nothing. That's, you know, you don't have a lot of draft capital. You need as much draft capital. You know, oh, Jimmy, you you want uh, Kyle, Kyle, I'm sorry, he's not good enough. I don't care that he's your, you know, daughter's godfather. That's fantastic. And he's had a great career and maybe he'll end up in the Hall of Fame or not. I don't know, but he won his championship. And, you know, it's, we've got Bobrovsky twice. You go get a big-time free agent at the back end of his career that already won a title, that's a dangerous combination, dude. Dangerous combination. You need to get him motivated like Brady because he left Belichick and he's out to prove Belichick wrong, and that's the guy you get because he had a chip on his shoulders. But we didn't get Bobrovsky with a chip on his shoulders anymore. He, that, that chip fell off against Tampa Bay in the finals when he just shut those mothers out. Lowry got his title already with the Toronto Raptors when, you know, Kawhi Leonard went over there. He doesn't give a shit, dude. He didn't come here with some kind of fire. Do you see that in Lowry? You see the fire in Lowry that you see from Christian Wilkins? From from Tuatunga Bailoa, from Jimmy Butler, no, no. Lessons learned for the Florida Panthers. Lesson learned for the Miami Heat. You know, if you're going to go get a seasoned veteran that's you know over the hill, <laughs> make sure they haven't won a title and make sure they really have real like competitive character, you know, that they're not just coming here to cash in a check like Bobrovsky and, and, uh, and Kyle Lowry have, 
I'm telling you, man, I love the Heat. I love Riley. I'm not saying get rid of Riley. I'm not saying, the you know, Mickey and, and the Arison family need to sell the team or anything like that. I'm just saying, gentlemen, wake the hell up. Wake the hell up. That's what I'm telling Pat Riley. That's what I'm telling Mickey Arison. Wake the hell up. Get back to doing the things you used to do. Get back to being a hell of a lot more ruthless. Okay? That's what you got to do. And the next time a player comes in, oh, I want this guy. No, you don't want anything. Get your ass out on the court and you do what we need you to do. You're not the GM. You don't own the team. Okay? That's all. And stop getting high in your own supply. Stop re-signing these guys that are not stars. Save your money for real stars like you used to do. Alonzo Mourning. Tim Hardaway. Shaq. Mason. Go get some real stars. Go get people that actually will help you. Save your money for that. You can get the side guys. That's easy. But what happened to the days when you used to get like James Posey? Shit, man. You get James Posey as you're not Gabe Vincent. What are we talking about here, bro? They used to get Dan Marley as a complimentary piece. They used to get Ray Allen and Shane Battier as complimentary pieces. What the hell are you getting now? Duncan Robinson? Get the F out of here, bro. What the hell happened to this front office? That's what's going on here, dude. The Heat have lowered their standards. They are now bending over backwards for players. Enough of that shit. The quality of complimentary players has gone way down, way down. And then you're selling for these stars that aren't even legitimate anymore at this point. Change your ways, man. Go back to your old ways. That's what you used to produce. You, you keep, you guys keep getting bailed out by Eric Spolstra. He makes the shit you give him better than what it really is. Give him championship caliber stuff. You're, you're giving, you're giving him shit like Mike Bibby is what you're giving him now. Uh, Chase says Goran Dragic was a good player for us, but he'd be a ceremonial piece at this point. True, true, but the question is, Chase, do you want Kyle Lowry or Goran Dragic right now? I might take my chance on Goran Dragic. You know why? Because I've never watched Goran Dragic take the court uninspired. He might be hurt, but not uninspired. And, and so I just feel like Goran Dragic right now will still be a pro's pro, whereas 
I'm not sure I'm getting that from Kyle Lowry, bro. I don't, I'm not sure Kyle Lowry gives a shit, to be quite honest. Uh, if, and if Kyle Lowry cares, just so you know, Kyle Lowry, the impression, and I'm sure the people on the chat board will back me up on this. The impression is you don't give a shit. That's what your body language says. That's what you say. So I would rather have Goran over him. I'd take the chance at least. Look, man, they're screwed already as it is. But if you're going to end the season, try to end it the best you can. So that's all I would say. Um, the East got weaker when Durant and Irving went to other teams in the West. Miami simply just doesn't have the talent to still compete. Spolstra will coach his team up, but he can only do so much. Exactly. Lowry was the worst signing in team history. Yeah, it's right there with Whiteside. I would put Lowry on top of Whiteside. That's how bad it is. During the big three, Pat and the F.O. failed to get a point guard and center. Well, during the big three, they won two titles, so they didn't fail anything, my brother. And really, LeBron failed to get the one against Dallas because he wasn't ready and his BBs hadn't dropped. The San Antonio one, they had no business. You got to give – sometimes you just tip your hat to the other team – and San Antonio played, god damn, they played some of the most beautiful basketball I have ever seen in my life. Got to give them credit, bro. I mean, San Antonio played majestic basketball. It was awesome. Bro. I hated it because it was against their team. But I am not, I'm not one of those people that is not going to give somebody credit when they deserve it. And, and that one, Miami was done. But... You know, when you win two out of four, you're not – you didn't struggle for anything in the big three, my brother. You, you got it done. Plus, LeBron runs the offense, you know, and, and you had some other guys that, you know, helped out in the point guard spot. But it's not like you were necessarily, oh, my God, it was the worst thing in the world. You didn't lose the Dallas one because, you know, you didn't have a point guard. Even though the complimentary pieces got better after that year because they added Battier and Ray Allen and all that. But you still should have won that one. But that was more on LeBron than anything else. Uh, GP Trap is in. Good morning. Vic Popple is in. Uh, let's see. Two players that didn't uh, bend over backwards for and should have was Wade at the end and LeBron when he left. Also, no picks, hampers, anything that he tried to do uh, treating current players better than Wade. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they mishandled that, too. They screwed up the Wade-Whiteside thing. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I'm telling you, since the big three, they, they, they've made a lot of bad decisions. A lot of bad decisions since the big three. And they've got to get back on track and, and, and start making better decisions. You know, I, I think some of it has been Riley's desperation to kind of end this run and, and leave on a positive note. And maybe he, you know, maybe he didn't show enough patience. Maybe he wasn't enough of a hard ass. But he's kind of set his, his team up in a, in a position where, yeah, not, not good. Not good. 
All right, let's take a break. Let's get ready for hour number two. Manny Navarro and our Canesware Miami Hurricanes report. We'll start hour number two of the Big O Radio Show. And of course, mastered by the one and only Sean Stanley. You're tuning into the best NFL draft coverage for Miami Dolphins and NFL fans. It's the EJDconstruction.com offseason NFL draft tour. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. No breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slogans, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of the house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks, eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., Ownership Management, Sponsors, or Website. 
time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. Hey, there he is, locked and loaded. I feel like leaning back on the couch today. <laughs> Where are you? At home or uh, you're on the road somewhere? No, I'm still, I'm still in the combine, bro. Oh, so the combine. That's right. I've been in Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. I get back tomorrow night uh, to uh, to South Florida. I've been here all week. Uh, okay. Yeah, following all this uh, all this craziness. And, you know, I don't really give a shit about 40 times, bro. It's just about tracking down NFL people and talking to agents. and Relationships. Having Maintaining relationships. That's all it is, bro. Nothing yeah. else. Nothing more. <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I know. You know. Oh, did you see this forty time? No, dude. I don't really give a shit. So really do anything. Got, the guy's good at track. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's <laughs> not going to do anything for me. Um, good job by uh, uh, Mark Cristobal getting Jason Taylor uh, locked in. I, I thought you know when when. Um, FSU stole uh, Pat Tan, you know, from the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a great job by Norvo because, uh, sure, he's a terrific coach, but also a recruiter that's established in South Florida and can help you out. And for mm-hmm. me, I think that that was the other thing that I loved about Jason Taylor. He was a guy that's been coaching at the high school level also. And, you know, he, he can help you out in the recruiting area also, not just as a coach. Yeah. I, I think that is super important for a guy like Mario Cristobal. Yeah, you need other examples of guys who players want to come play for. It can't just be the head coach that they have a bond with. They've got to feel something for the uh, assistant coaches and the position coaches. And I'm actually up in Bradenton. I was at IMG Academy last night for their combine under armor comes down and does their own private combine just for IMG because they've got so many stud kids every year. And if you subscribe to the athletic, you would find out what he learned. That's that's, that that's correct. I appreciate the plug on that. Um, So what I was going to say is, you know, the one thing I ask all of these recruits uh, is who do you vibe with? Right? Like that's the word that the kids use nowadays. But uh, so I use their language, but I ask them, who do you vibe with? Which coaches do you honestly feel the the bond with? Because every, as long as I've been doing this, I really feel like, okay, yes, they care about the program, how it's doing. Yes. They care about NIL and money, but it really comes down to the relationship that they have with their position coach. And unless they feel something with that dude, they're probably not going to pick your program. And, and, uh, and so I think Jason Taylor has been somewhat removed from that in one year at Miami because he was an analyst. He wasn't allowed to really recruit. He was only allowed to talk to the kids who were there when they approached him. Um, but I think now this, this allows him to be a much bigger force uh, for Mario Cristobal on the recruiting trail. And the one thing I want to know, and I, and I haven't been able to confirm yet, is whether or not he really got an offer from the Miami Dolphins uh, to join their staff or not. I think uh, my understanding is uh, Miami paid him well to, to stay with the Hurricanes and to be a, a, a position coach on the staff. We don't know yet if he's simply going to be defensive ends or defensive line coach in general. It depends on whether or not Joe Salavea goes to the NFL. He interviewed with the Detroit Lions. I, I think I mentioned that to you on Tuesday. I know the Lions hired somebody else, but I think Salavea, you know, NFL guy, played in the league. He could potentially be on an NFL staff. So I think 
while it seems like the staff is complete at Miami, uh, I wouldn't say it's finalized. And I've, I've tried to express that to the fans over and over again. It's a very fluid situation. Guys are still uh, taking NFL jobs. There's still movement in the coaching carousel. And uh, we'll see if, if Jason Taylor is just defensive ends coach or in the end, defensive line coach for Miami. Yeah. Um, do they need a tight end? Is that next? Well, Stephen Field is uh, – he's still still on the staff as the tight ends coach. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about Jason's kid. Oh, Mason Taylor. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to let him out of LSU, brother. Like, uh, I, they know what they've got with that kid. Uh, you, you, know, you know, bro, I ask you for Heartline, you say no. I ask you for a Ronde Gatson. <laughs> You say no. I'm asking you for Taylor. Now. What, what the what the hell, bro? You're, you're not providing me any relief here. Hey, listen, man. I uh, I'm sorry. Uh, when you when you go five and seven, it's part of the the penalty, I guess. I don't know. I'm, what like, a, I'm like a Dolphins fan. Everybody that becomes available, I want to trade or sign. Yes. So I'm just beco- yes. I, I'm just becoming that Canes fan. Everybody that's available has to be able to want to come here and be with us, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you this. David Stone, who was a five-star defensive lineman in this 2024 cycle, big-time defensive kid, uh, Gabby Urrutia from, from inside the U, asked him yesterday, have you ever had a conversation with Jason Taylor at Miami? And and I think the kid had no idea who Jason Taylor was. So I, I think I'm trying to put things in perspective for people. Yes, eventually David Stone will find out that Jason Taylor is in the NFL and a Hall of Famer. But let's not forget, today's kids – are very removed yes. from from our history, and they don't know it unless you kind of flash it in their face and express it to them. So uh, I think you know Mason Taylor. While it'd be awesome if he came here, uh, and he's he's a tremendous budding star in college football. Uh, I think uh, I think he's pretty set at LSU, man. I mean, I can't blame me for trying. Bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so it's good. Uh, um, Kevin Beard now, right? That's. Uh... Receivers also, coach. Yeah, the other one that's uh, and, and I see in your article it's like, all right, uh, you just signed right now. Go get you now. Go get that kid. Uh, I forgot which one. Je- Jeremiah Smith. Yeah, yes. the the, the, uh, the cousin of Geno Smith, the re- the receiver uh, from from Hollywood Shamanad. Right, right away, right to work. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's all about relationships, man. And uh, and and so Kevin Beard, I think. Uh, from what I know of, of, of him over the years and, and remembering him as a high school player at, at Plantation High School when I when I was doing high schools for the Miami Herald many years ago. Just a hungry individual in general. Uh, Beard is – he's going to work hard on the trail. He's exactly what Mario wants in, in, in terms of a, of a grinder, a guy who's going to care about relationships and do everything he can to uh, – to establish his relationships. And I, I had a text message exchange with, with Jeremiah and he says, man, a special dude, you know, he really likes Kevin Beard. So I think, uh, I think they're on the right track there, but uh, I will say this. though, um, Miami's got to win this year, brother. They got to look better than they did. There's got to be a level of improvement on the field, man, for, uh, for these kids to buy in because, it all goes hand in hand. Great relationships with the assistant coaches. Okay, show me what you can do for me. Show me who you put into the league. Show me uh, what you're doing at the receiver position. And, and right now, Brian Hartline has got everybody in college football beat, man, with the, with the guys he's putting out every single year. You look at the defensive line position in college football where Jason Taylor's trying to make a dent. All the best defensive linemen come out of Alabama and Georgia every single year. So it's an uphill battle for Mario. And that's why I try to tell people, man, like, 
it, it, it would be great if he could flip the switch and, and, and this team wins 10, 11 games this year and they just have a, a, a ridiculous improvement the way TCU did last year. But that's not the way it works. Uh, you know, it takes time to build depth. It takes time to recruit and win recruits over. He did it in year one because it was he was a new guy and you can get a bunch of guys on board to say, hey, you're going to be part of the change, right? You're, you're going to come in and play right away, Francis Maligo. You're going to come in and play right away, Pancake Honcha. Well, guess what? Year two, the, the same recruits that you went to that you were like, I need your help. Well, now they want to see results. And so this is the most important phase uh, for Mario Cristobal is year two showing that you can actually make improvement on the field. Yeah, no doubt uh, those defensive linemen out of Georgia, they're really uh, they're really racing out into the draft. <laughs> Always got to throw in a Jalen Carter joke there. I, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, yeah got to do that. Um, <laughs> and, and listen, there's, there's no doubt he's got to win this year. I mean – what happened last year is unacceptable. I'm sure he's probably still embarrassed about what happened last year. Uh, internally, there's a lot of pressure for Mario because perception is kind of half the battle. Mm -hmm. And and if you're spending all this money and you're having all this turnover and talent and in coaching and, and the program and the, and, and the structure and all that stuff, there's a lot of money being spent. He has to show results. Yeah, I, I think w when I step back and look at this as a journalist like you for, for going on three decades now, oh, I look at this as, well, where do, what are the benchmark dates? Well, no, a big benchmark date is when this new indoor, not indoor, but football facility, this $300 million football facility they want to build in the next three to four years. I would say if Mario doesn't have this thing turned around by then, that'll be year five, probably year six then I could see them sort of pulling the plug because yeah. then they'll say, hey, this guy's, this guy's just not getting the job done. But I, I think we will see results from Mario Cristobal in Miami because he's just recruiting better. He's just recruiting better players, bigger, faster, more physical. I think he's a better talent evaluator as a whole than, than some of the guys that they've had here. And I think a big problem at Miami is just culture and mentality and uh, – I think that's going to change with Mario. I think he he naturally is going to bring in a different mindset from the head coach position, and I think that's going to carry over into the players. Yeah, and uh, Eric, I think, is kind of out of place on our on our chat board. He says, how can someone be a fan of the sport and not know its history and players that came before, especially Hall of Famers like Jason Taylor? We aren't talking about players 50 years ago. Eric, you have no idea how many pro players have no concept of the history of their sport and i'm talking football basketball baseball it's it's really they get to the pros and they know nothing so those high school and college kids even know less they might know a couple of the guys in their time their generation at that moment but 10 years before 20 years forget about it dude I, I, you know it, Manny. You've you've been able to cover different sports like I have. Players aren't really historians. No, on, I, on average. No, I think I think you know the one thing that we forget about is you know all of us 
we grew up in an era of the radio and newspaper, right? Oh, I mean, a, a lot of the people and that the are your listeners. Card, and the baseball cards. The and the baseball card. cards, right? We went to the ice cream truck uh, with our 50 cents and we said, hey, give me a pack of football cards. Give me a pack of baseball cards. And we would memorize the stats on the back and we would trade them. And and this was our life before Sports Center and all these football shows and basketball. So, Dude, it, in my neighborhood – we would buy the little baseball helmets and the little football helmets, okay? Uh, didn't exist for the other sports. But mm -hmm. the other two were always in those quarter machines. Mm -hmm. And then we would test each other. Yeah. And then we would say, okay, here's the Redskins. Boom. Quarterback, wide receivers, and running backs. And you had yep. to name them. Yep. And, and it was like that for the whole league. It didn't matter if it was the Seattle Seahawks or whatever. You know, baseball cards, we'd – Memorize the freaking stats behind, you know, oh, the yeah. baseball cards. Kids don't, well, they don't even come close to doing the, anything the, like that nowadays. The, 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 the passion nowadays for, for sports, the way that we grew up around it, it was a different time. Oh, and, and, you know, not to get too in, in depth with all this, but, you know, I think a lot of it is divorce rates in today's world, right? No father figures for a lot of these kids in their lives. Um, financial struggles. Uh, first of all, I, I don't, I mean, I haven't bought a pack of baseball cards in a long time, but like I see them maybe at Walmart or Target on the shelf. Like you don't really see them. Like you don't have the ice cream man coming around with baseball cards to sell right. anymore. And, and, and they weren't wheeling and dealing like we were. Yeah. We, we, there and were shows they were selling it. They weren't playing and they're yeah. not playing a, you know, pick a side or whatever. Right. And, you know what I mean? They're they're not doing any of that kind of stuff that we used to do. Mariwiti! They don't do any of that. <laughs> I don't know how many of you even know what the hell that is. But, uh, that's that's uh, I think in English they used to call it fifty-two card pickup or something. That they yes, throw yes. it up in the air. So Mariwiti was you'd grab somebody's <laughs> pack of cards and you'd throw it up in the air. And then, yep. And then it was a, a free for all. Yeah. So everybody was around was picking up cards and you're like pissed. So Man, yeah, my weeping was a part of it. Yes. It it's it's a different era and a, and a lot of these kids only know about their most recent contemporaries. Like I I talked with a with this kid named Gavin Nix who's a, a sophomore, he's going to be a junior. He's already 6 foot, 224 pounds. He's going to be a stud linebacker in the class of 2025 and he's going to be a beast. And I said, "So who do you study?" And he says, "Oh, Nakobe Dean." Like a kid, a kid who's just coming out, right? Like it, those, those are their heroes. It's the guys that are on YouTube in the last three years. It's not Jason Taylor. It's not Ed Reed. Uh, I, I will tell you this: like a lot of them, I think most sports fans just don't get it. It's they, they don't, they don't grow up the same way, man. It's a different, it's a different era, different world. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Uh, by the way, I know you don't want to give everything away because obviously that's why you subscribe to the Athletic. But give me a little nugget from the IG Academy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Miami was hoping to get some of these kids down for junior day tomorrow. Um, but, I, I, you know, a lot of them are, are kind of skipping town, you know. And I, I know guys like Gabby and, and David Lake and all the guys who cover recruiting for the recruiting websites, uh, their job is to write about every one of these kids' ball movements. But I try to cut through the BSO when I, when I, when I talk to them and just find out who do they, who do they really have a bond with, who do they really like? And, you know, there's some elite kids that Miami's after that I just don't think the interest is there mutually. I don't I didn't get a lot of excitement feedback about the Hurricanes yesterday from talking to guys at IMG Academy. The ones I would say 
uh, Jure Hawkins, who's a, uh, I think he's a top 200 wide receiver at IMG Academy. I think he recently got offered by Miami. Um, you know, I think the three state schools have a chance at him. He's a track kid, super fast out of the West Virginia area. Um, there's some 2025 kids at IMG Academy that I think Miami is, uh, is in pursuit of that they, that they probably have a good shot at, but the David stones of the world that I mentioned, the six, three, the six, four, 283 pound defensive tackle, who's a five star, a lot of the other guys, um, I just don't think Miami is high up on the pecking order. I will say though, Francis Maui Goa who's at Miami. He played at IMG Academy. He's kind of viewed as the alpha dog um, at IMG. And I think a lot of guys respect him. So they'll consider Miami. They'll come down and visit. But I think if the Hurricanes don't have a very good season this year, I don't, I don't see them pulling a 2024 kid out of IMG. Perception is everything. Yep. Uh, somebody keeps asking here to ask you about uh, Wadden Charles. Yeah, I, I I'm I, I know the name. I just haven't seen the kid play. A, a, uh, I think he's a big receiver. He's like six three something or other. He's he's about six three one eighty. He says Palm Beach. I guess. Palm Beach Palm Beach area kid. He may be at Miami tomorrow. I know. Again, there's going to be a lot of kids down there at camp. Um, I, I'll say this from talking to Miami's recruiting people. I kind of have a good idea who's high up on the recruiting board, and I don't know. I I, I know from my previous conversations, he wasn't somebody mentioned on there as far as the Hurricanes are concerned, but that doesn't mean he's not a good player or somebody on the rise that could potentially get there. I think, look, when you look at the receiver position for Miami, there are two priorities, and I've said these, these two names to you over and over again. Jeremiah Smith, JoJo Trader. Those two kids, I think, are elite. I would say Chance Robinson, Terrence Moore. Um, Terrence Moore's up here in the Tampa area, close to where I'm at now. Um, I think those guys are high up on the board and probably attainable for Miami. So I don't know where this where this Wadden kid uh, fits, but if they if they strike out, they don't have a good year. Maybe he's somebody they uh, defer to down the road. All right, what do you got going on in the athletics so folks can check you out, my friends? Yeah, look, I had a, a story recapping a lot of the uh, the content of my interviews yesterday. Um, you know, I, I spoke to eight of the nine top 200 ranked players in the 2024 class. Uh, so if you want to read about all the IMG kids, I kind of cut through the BS. I'm not going to feed you the BS of, hey, Miami's in it for this kid or Miami's in it for that kid when they're not. Uh, so if you want some real answers, go there for that. Um, and, I, and I did a feature story with a kid who Miami is actually in on that I think they have a chance to get. His name's Colton Heinrich. Um, he's from Cardinal Gibbons High School. He's a, a 6'4", 230-pound tight end. Um, interesting story. I, you know, <clears throat> his mother, his older brother, who's a baseball player and his father were all at Stoneman Douglas the day of the shooting five years ago. And, um, you know, his mom and his older brother were in the building adjacent to where the shooting happened. And the father was actually watering the lawn on the baseball field. Uh, when the shooting broke out, his dad ran over, helped one of the the, the, the injured the injured kids get into an ambulance and, and then picked up a gun and helped the cops and the whole thing. And, 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 you know, he was off duty at the time. His dad was a, is a, is a Sergeant with the Coral Springs police. Mom was a coach for 25 years. She started Nova Southeastern's basketball program and um, hasn't coached the game since that was, you know, they were supposed to play in, in the regional playoffs on February 15th, uh, 2018. They've, forfeited the rest of their season obviously in light of everything that happened um and she hasn't been a coach since and and now they have this young son who's this up-and-coming football star um that alabama and everybody in the country uh wants and 
I, I was just thankful that they let me tell their story. And uh, so if you want to read something that I think is, is more great. powerful, inspiring than, than maybe depressing. I know people don't want to necessarily always talk about the bad things that happen in our country. I know I have fatigue from it. It, it breaks your heart to, to, to constantly talk about it. But I think we do forget what, what happens to some of these people, right? We try to put it in, in the back of, oh, man, I feel sorry for them. Well, life goes on for everybody. And, and, and uh, you know, one day she might get back into coaching. Her name's Marilyn Rule, his mother. Um, but right now she just hasn't been able to go back to it, you know, and, uh, she's got her sons who, who play sports. She's very proud of them. And, uh, she's got her son Colton now who, who everybody in the country wants Nick Saban. I mean, they're going to go on a college tour the next couple of weeks, SEC, ACC. They're going to be at Miami spring game on the 14th. Be a really interesting kid. If he ends up at Miami playing, playing for the hurricanes. Follow him on Twitter and many underscore Navarro. And better yet, please subscribe to The Athletic. He does exceptional work. That's an article right there you want to read. Mm -hmm. uh, and go to The Athletic and subscribe like I and many others do. Manny, have a fantastic weekend, my friend. Appreciate you as always. All right, brother. Take care, man. Enjoy yeah. Indy for me. Yes, we will, my brother. Yes. All it's, right, ni man. it's nice, cold, and raining right now. <laughs> I'm going to go home in this 80-degree heat, man, that yeah. you miss, I'm sure. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, my brother. Be good. See you, man. Later. All right. Don't forget, you can order anything and everything uh, with a Canes logo at caneswear.com. Go see Brett, Jeff, all the great people out there. If you don't work or live close to Davey, you can go online at caneswear.com. If you order over $99, you will get free shipping. They've got inner Miami gear, Miami Dolphins, Miami Marlins, Florida Panthers, Miami Heat. they got all kinds of stuff. And, of course, practically anything and everything with a Canes logo on it. Go to Canesware 2511 South University Drive in Davie or go online at Canesware.com. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Canesware at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Canesware.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canesware, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello? No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield Security System and doorbell camera, all professionally installed for free. World, the Sloman Shield.
there is no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks, eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com We're back with our coverage of the NFL Draft. It's the EJDConstruction.com off-season NFL Draft Tour. Presented by SportsGrill.com. Your home for the NFL Draft and a perfect place to root on your favorite South Florida team. With eight great locations in South Florida, go to sportsgrill.com to find the nearest location to you. All right, all right, all right. Appreciate all of you out there, as always, for tuning in. I am, uh, I got to tell you something, man. Um, what's it called? Um, I, this is the the... This is probably the most tired I've ever been doing a show in my life in 33 years. From the three nights of shitty sleep I've gotten here, it's like I've, I'm feeling it, man. Like I'm feeling it. Like it's hitting me, you know? It's uh, it's rough. I got to tell you something. Not the, uh, not the end of the world. We'll get through it. But, man, I am uh, definitely feeling it. I got to tell you. Uh, what else do we have going on? Good stuff by uh, Manny. Uh, good job by uh, Mario hiring Jason Taylor. Jason is a class act, and he's a pro's pro. Um, I, I think it's uh, an absolute home run hire for uh, for Mario. We're talking about a guy that uh, will add character, and his work ethic is is second to none. That's one of the things you love about Jason, you know. So uh, I, I just think, and he'll help him in recruiting too at the same time. So there you go, Walt Dog. Yes, you got your question in. He says, that's why you're the best. Today, right? Tomorrow I'll be an asshole. <laughs> um, let's see. Grabbing anybody's property and throwing it up for a free-for-all would get you either beat up, killed, or sued in today's society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of like a, a joke in those days that you would play on each other. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those deals. Dip, man, I, we grew up with a completely different childhood, man. And and I got to say, as I've said many, 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 many times, 
I am so grateful that I'm a 70s and 80s child because our lives were completely different. Kids were completely different. Life was a hell of a lot more fun. People could handle jokes. You know, it just, it just was a different world, man. Absolutely different world. And probably a safer world, too, on top of all of that. Just a different time, man. Sad. Uh, school was also a hell of a lot different. It's probably a hell of a lot harder now than it was then. And thank the Lord for that, by the way. Thank God I also went at a time where school wasn't nearly as brutal as it is now. Uh, study should they should study the greats to see what uh, Eric you 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 want to. Uh, People don't know what's going on currently in life. Why would they worry about the past? You know what I'm saying? So I just don't think that that's really realistic. Oh, if you can put one or two things, why UMS struggled for over 20 years? Well, one was money. Okay. And then two, obviously, you got to get the right coaches. Those are the two things. They weren't spending, and because you weren't spending, you were going half-ass on coaches with Randy Shannon and Al Golden and, you know, Larry Coker and, and Manny Diaz and all that. You were, you were going cheap, and the game has completely changed in the last 15, 20 years. They've added a lot more money to it, and Miami did not add the money. And so in the process, it didn't lead to the coaches. So now you've added the money. And hopefully you have the coaches. Now you should be able to compete. That's all. I think it's pretty simple. I don't think it's that hard to decipher what the hell has gone on with the Miami Hurricanes in football. Look at the basketball team. They don't struggle with Laranaga. Well, that's because you have an exceptional basketball coach. Uh, Big O, well done with Nick Hicks and Skyler interviews. The show is hitting its stride. Thank you, Chase. Appreciate it. They were fun. And we'll have more for you next week. Uh, I watched the show faithfully. No one is competing with you. You have the blueprint. Thank you, Walt Dog. That's very nice of you. And we thank Sean Stanley because he's the man that makes it happen. He is the man. Without Sean, we would be lost. We would be a rudderless ship. Brett says, Big O, as a child of the 70s as well, I agree totally. Simpler, safer, happier, and more satisfying time. Plus, the Finns won two Super Bowls. Yeah, that, that helps too. The Finns were winners in those days. The Finns were an elite franchise in those days. Yeah, that was, uh, that was another positive of growing up as a 70s and 80s child. Yes. 70s child, teenager in the 80s. That's the way I kind of look at it because I became a teenager in 79, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what else do we have going on in the world of sports? Uh, we have a way the Miami Dolphins can become a great franchise and win Super Bowls. You know, back in the day, 
They used to say Shula was a hard ass. He'd take people, you know, he'd push players to the max, right? They also said Joe Robbie was cheap. And yet, all they did was win. Well, apparently the Kansas City Chiefs are cheap. And they tell players, no, 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 you're not injured. No, 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 we don't want you to report injuries. So they were voted as the worst in the NFL. And I'll, I'll read you the article just so you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And Miami was the second best in the NFL. Players feeling good and comfortable and all of that. Apparently, that's the wrong way to do things. The right way to do things is the way the Kansas City Chiefs do things. You got to go about it the wrong way. You got to be cheap. Your training staff has to tell, no, you're not injured. You can play. Don't worry about it. But, but sir, my leg's disconnected from my body. Ah, don't worry about it. Drag it around. I'm missing five fingers. You got five other ones. Get on the field. So the Players Association says the Super Bowl champions have dropped the ball on player health. The union's report card on all 32 teams ranked the Chiefs dead last in training staff, gave them a grade of D in saying that many players have concerns with head trainer Rick Buckholder. Buckholder, I'm sorry. Uh, apparently they hold the bucks. Uh, they feel discouraged from reporting their injuries, the NFL said of players for the Chiefs. They do not feel they get the level of personnel care they should, and they fear retribution for speaking up for better care. On the field, the Chiefs are the top team in the league, but the NFL PA survey also found that players don't think much of the way the franchise treats them. The Chiefs also got poor marks on an outdated facility for uncomfortable travel arrangements, and overall NFL PA ranks Chiefs 29 of 32 teams. It is time to send the Dolphins back to Biscayne College. Forget Davey. Forget the new training facility. Let's send them back to Biscayne College. What are we doing here? Injured. You're not injured. Give me a break. Who needs a knee? Get out there on the field, you lazy bum. Do you see? They've got two Super Bowl championships. And they treat their players like shit. We're building a hospital on the grounds. How dare you, Stephen Ross? How dare you protect players? How dare you make things that could be an emergency be taken care of right there on the, on the property? The Kansas City Chiefs don't have a hospital within 400 miles of the facility. They tell their players to go walk for an MRI, even if their knee is blown out. What is wrong with you, Miami? You're treating them too nice. See what I was telling you about the heat? How they're now accommodating? Screw accommodations. 
Let's get back to practicing in LaSalle with Pat Riley for four hours a day. And I'm outside waiting for Riley to come out of practice. So we got to go to Cazola's to get some extra pizza while we're waiting. What is wrong with the Dolphins? It is time to mistreat your players. That's how you get to Super Bowl titles, baby. It's like those screwed up relationships. You ever seen them? The guy treats the woman like shit and she loves him even more. Or the woman treats the guy like shit and he loves her even more. And you're like, you're watching that relationship and you're like, something wrong here. Like, why are you putting up with this? You know, that kind of stuff. Those, those insecure people that like, they don't think they're ever going to have a relationship. So they're willing to put up with whatever crap they're doing with, with that current person, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of reminds you of that. So treating players like shit pays off, dude. I mean, it also helps to have Pat Mahomes, but let's not, let's not, let's leave the facts out a little bit here. We don't need facts on this one here. Okay. But I thought that was kind of funny, actually. The treats, the, the, the Chiefs get a lot of mileage out of treating people like shit, dude. Holy crap. Uh, Big O, did you see the Sean Payne interview where he said they tried to get Vic Fangio, but he didn't want to come back? Yeah, I know. He was always going to the Dolphins. It's just a bunch of crap that everybody was, you know. Frankie Fresco, are you going with, are you going this Saturday to CCW? I guess that's for you, not for me, right, uh, Sean? I would imagine. No, I think they're having a combination conversation between each other. Oh, oh, okay. All but right. I will not be going this month. Okay. Uh, Big O with hindsight, would you say? Uh, would you would you say has been the Dolphins' biggest issue over the last twenty five years? Is it just ownership and bad decisions, or something else? No, no, it's ownership and bad decisions. That's all. You know. Big O, I tune in for your wrestling breakdown. Well, you should. I mean, nobody provides better wrestling breakdowns than yours truly. We go in depth. Baltimore trainer got an F. The Ravens, really? From uh, Lamar? Uh, let's see. Dougie Fresh. Oh, I read that Kansas City makes their players pay for their own food at the facility. Meanwhile, we have players eating high-grade sushi while going down a slide. I know, right? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We should make them just, you know, door dash their shit. Where's the food? I don't know. Did you order your food? No. Well, then I guess you're not eating. That's what I would do at the facility. Where's the Gatorade? I don't know. Did you go to Walmart and buy some for yourself? No. Well, then I guess you're not drinking Gatorade. That's all. 
players are practicing, coming off the field, they want water. It's like, did you go buy water before you got to practice? I did. And that's it. Trainer's got his own bottle. He's drinking. Player's like, yo, it's your fault, dude. You, you need to go buy some water. Tape. I got to tape up my ankles. Fine. Did you go to Ace Hardware? Go get yourself some tape, dude. We're not providing it for you. How about a massage? I don't know. Talk to Deshaun Watson. The hell you want from us? So what's got to happen in the Dolphin training facility? It is time. The hell? No more computers. Take actual notes. From here on out, there are no more iPads for you guys. No, 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 no. Take notes. Buy your own pencils. It's time to it's time to tighten things up around the facility here. Be more like the Kansas City Chiefs. Is that what they're going to do? By the way, in the end zone, are they going to put the Chiefs? Is that what we're doing now? Right? Ah, oh, the Chiefs score again. Got to do it that way. AEW Revolution PPV on Saturday. MJF or Brian Danielson. Oh, this is easy. Oh, my God. Listen. Uh, MJF is a major fuck-up. We already know that. That's why he's MJF. He's a major fuck-up. And here's the problem. He's going up against Danielson. So this guy's going to wax on, wax off MJF right off the damn uh, ring. That's what's going to end up happening. You don't go up against Danielson. It's going to happen. He's going to pull out the... Whatever that dragon move is, and Major Fuckup is going down. No shot for Major Fuckup. That's all I can tell you. But Danielson, I'm telling in fact, I wouldn't be surprised, okay, if Miyagi is there. And that's it, it's over. So I'm going with Danielson. Sean? Uh, that That is an MJF on your part. <laughs> it's going to be MJF all day. And also, Frankie, the pay-per-view is on Sunday, not Saturday. First of all, uh, see, he's wrong. Nobody beats Danielson. Sorry. So you, you're going to see Danielson. He's going to win. Telling you. He's going to Miyagi his ass there on Sunday. So, Frankie, thank you for the love on the Super Chat. As always, remember, you can always make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. J-Town, yeah, I think I'll do a crypto show tomorrow. Yep. Yep. You know what I am thinking of? I'm thinking of getting a nap after this. Oh, that's how much I'm feeling, man. 
And I wasn't out too late last night. But, man. Uh, I'm not boasting and didn't expect it. But I have a browser that allows me to see any and all events, NFL, pay-per-view, etc. I feel blessed but wasn't seeking it. Very nice, Red. Now you got to share it with me. Uh, Dougie Fresh. Oh, using your decades of acumen analyzing teams, do you think the Kansas City players will demand better conditions thinking about how good other teams have it? I'm sure they will, but they're not going to get it. The Kansas City Chiefs don't do that. So, you know, they can ask, but I like how they do it. They're like, no, dude. No, 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 no. We do everything like we just did in the AFL back in the 60s. We haven't changed a bit. We use the same amount of tape we used in the AFL back in the 60s. We use the same kind of medicine back in the 60s. We use the same kind of facilities, all of that. That's why they don't, you know, their stadium is still the same one from the, the 70s or whatever they built that thing. Yeah. So, no. Players can ask, but the Kansas City Chiefs will not do it. Not going to happen. Oh, do you still watch Cobra Kai? I turned the, this last season. I, I it, it went too far. As they say, it jumped the shark. I got off. I got off. I had no interest in it after that. This last season, I was like, I went through it like halfway, and I was like, oh, this is bogus. It's just, it happens. You know, all, all these TV shows they get to a point where they run out of storylines and you just, it, it's not the same anymore. You know what I mean? And I, and I think it got to that point. Once you brought in the, the, that other dude, it, it just got ridiculous. So yeah, I, uh, I got off. Is Elizabeth Shue still showing up? Maybe I can. If you tell me Elizabeth Shue is making some kind of a cameo, tell me what episode. I'll do that. Big Elizabeth Shue fan. Big. Big. Cobra Kai never dies. <laughs> is John Jones winning this weekend? Uh, he's either winning or doing a mountain of cocaine. I'm not exactly sure which one or both. Uh, let's see what else. Elizabeth Shue is looking more like an old sneaker as of late. She looks that bad lately? Really? God, she was such a, such a cutie back in the day. Oh, man, such a cutie back in the day. One of my favorites of all time is Elizabeth Shue. I think back in the day, she was as gorgeous as it gets. Uh, Dougie Fresh says, for the youngins, the term, oh, just used jump the shark, comes from the old show, Happy Days. Yes, that's right. One episode, Fonzie, fully dressed, was surfing and jumped over a shark. That, the term, that term means it's over, yes, yes. And happy days jumped the shark in those days. Yes. Uh, Big O just watched the Skyler interview. It was great. Really hard not to root for him. I'm going to donate to his charity. Hopefully 
He gets the backup QB spot. Paul in Connecticut. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you. Frankie says, you ready for Greta, Big O? I'm ready for Greta every day of the week and twice on Sundays, bro. I freaking love Greta Van Fleet. So I will be there on Wednesday. I can't wait. I'm actually going to a couple of those concerts. So I'm going to go out, out to uh, Central Florida, too. Is it Central Florida or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's over in Central Florida uh, on the West Coast. Yeah. So I'll be there. Uh, Big O, you're going to need some cucumber slices. Oh, no, dude, uh, if you've watched me, bags never leave me. I am the Benicio Del Toro of radio. Uh, you'll always see bags under my eyes. It, it, that never changes, dude. Right? It just doesn't change. Sometimes they're more prominent on some days than others. You know what I mean? But it's just one of those deals that no matter how much I sleep or, or I don't sleep or whatever, the bags are always there, dude. It's, it's 56 years, of, especially the, the last 30 of grinding in this kind of business. Uh, it's probably taken its toll on me, you know, overall. So uh, we were all beautiful back in the day, Big O. There you go. Speak for yourself. I know I, I, I've never been beautiful. You were probably, you know, Mr. GQ, GP, picking up all the ladies. But uh, for me... Yeah, I couldn't take that. Uh, I could have never take that prize. Uh, Dwayne Wade was the absolute superstar against Dallas, and judging players from today in the past, Alonzo Mourning had five blocks, five huge rebounds. He was uh, he was uh, he was gasted, brother. Laid it all out on the line. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. J Town says Elizabeth Shue in the boys brought out a different side of her. Oh, I, I never watched The Boys. Is that that show that's on Netflix, I think it is, right? Yeah, I've seen the thing. In fact, is it – I think it's John John uh, John Rouse in the house. He uh, is always trying to get me on uh, The Boys, and I, I've never watched it. Uh, Big O keeps his luggage packed. Always. Always. Robert Triana has made an appearance. Uh, let's see. Oh, thought you were using CBD oil for your bags. You know, I, I stopped using that. And I should probably go back to using that. You're right, actually. It was helping me. It's on Amazon. There you go. There you go. Uh, the boys is a much must watch when you have a chance. Boys is one of the top TV shows. Wow, a lot of you like the boys. Okay. Is it good right from the get-go? Or is it a slow build? How is that show? Like The Shield caught your ass right from the get-go. Orphan Black gets you right from the get-go. From the first episode on. Sometimes some shows got to build up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So good from episode one? Okay. Because, you know, sometimes that's how it is. We have George Cambosis versus Maxi Hughes for the lightweight fight has been agreed to in May or June. Okay. 
that's coming across the wire. Not that most of you even really care about boxing. Uh, let's see. Bitcoin's up at 22,357. The uh, Dow is up 200 points. S&P is up nearly 40 points. And the NASDAQ is barely down. Not even. It's like 0.05. So it's, it's nothing. It's basically sideways right now. Big O, where is the best churrasqueria in Florida, in your opinion? Um, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a good judge of that. I'd be lying to you, bro. Because I'm going to give you some lazy-ass answer like Texas de Brazil. Because I haven't been to a lot of those. And I've been to Texas de Brazil, the one in uh, Dolphin Mall, and it's really good. I've always had a good experience there. But I haven't been to a whole bunch of churrasquerias. So I, I cannot be a judge of that, my brother. I'd love to you know, give you a, an opinion on that. But, hey, you know what? There's enough people on the board uh, and, you know, people – that download that eventually you might see an answer there from somebody. Uh, you see Barry yet? I don't know. Are you talking about like Barry Jackson here at the uh, combine? I have not seen Barry. Is Barry here? I don't think Barry's here. Is he here? I doubt it. I, I doubt that very much, but you never know. Uh, Orlando, did you check the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian yet? No, I have not. I've been on the road. I, I, I watched that with the wife. So I'm going to wait to get home and watch The Mandalorian with the wife. So it's a, it's a couple thing. You know, those of you that are married, you understand, right? When you watch a show together, you watch the show together. Because if you start watching the show without them, one of you's is going to get pissed. Am I right? Uh, Polly King says, I just joined in and I will rewind to watch the whole show, but I don't know if it's been asked. Do you have a favorite prospect yet? No, I don't. Not yet. I don't have a favorite prospect. I don't have enough information to have a favorite prospect. I won't get enough information here. It'll take me uh, another month to gather all that information and ask people because, uh, Polly, it's not just about here because you haven't talked to everybody when you're through here. You're going to have the meetings in your own facilities and, and then you get to talk to some other scouts that have gone to go see the guys personally and all that. So that opinion will build up as time goes on. Okay. Plus we got to kind of know, you know, everything that they're doing in free agency too. Because what they fill in free agency will tell you what they probably won't do in the draft. And so that will also, one will trigger the other. Okay? Like in free agency, example, you, you go out and you really go get Jordan Poyer. Okay? So now you've got Holland and Poyer as your starting safeties. Well, it doesn't look like you're going to go safety in the draft now. But if you don't get a safety in the draft... Maybe there is somebody in the second or third rounds that you really like. You don't, you decide maybe you don't want to get that middle linebacker in free agency. Well, then you'll get him in the draft. And then, you know, but if you get Bobby Wagner and you already have Channing Tindall, I don't think you're going to go for another linebacker in the second or third rounds. See what I'm saying? 
So there are things that we have to see to develop now in free agency, and then we'll get a better feel for what direction we're going in the draft. Because if not, we're, we're spinning wheels until we kind of – we need to know what the first stage feels, and then we'll know what that second stage will be all about. Process. Let's do it right. You know what I mean? I don't want to start talking about guys, and then all of a sudden – they signed the guy in free agency, doesn't need that guy in the drafting. Uh, Sandman on Netflix was also good. Did not see that. I'll check it out. Uh, Eric Spolster was out coaching that series, and that's okay. I was against Popovich. No, they just played amazing in that series. They were the better team in that series, period. It's not really about out coaching. Uh, that was a great argument you had a few days ago that Spo should be considered a better coach than Greg Popovich because he has done more with less. Exactly. When I, I, I see Spo win with all kinds of things, and now Popovich doesn't have his, you know, his Hall of Famers, and it's like this. It's downhill. You know? And I, I watch Eric Spolster go 31-10 and 10 and almost make the playoffs with a bunch of scrubs. It's freaking amazing. Oh, Barry is a show on HBO starring Bill Hader. And Her oh, I've seen, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Uh, it's about a contract killer, Barry, who joins an acting group led by Winkler. It's rated up there with Breaking Bad. Really? It's, whoa, that's, holy shit. All right, you're putting it in the Breaking Bad category. Wow. Okay. I'm going to watch now. I love Bill Hader. He's one of – I don't know how he does in this role, so I'm kind of intrigued because he's playing something a little bit more serious. But I, I Bill Hader is – you know, and normally growing up in the 70s and 80s, when you grew up with those guys from the early Saturday Night Live, and then the Eddie Murphy clan after that, you'd be hard-pressed to not say all of those back in those days, those are all your favorites from one era or another in those first 25 years of, of uh, Saturday Night Live. But Bill Hader is one of my all-time favorite SNL, SNL uh, actors. He was freaking awesome, dude. Holy shit, that guy was good. Really, really good. There's a there's a there's a youngin now on Saturday Night Live. He's got black hair, and he has like this dry humor. And we haven't seen enough of him yet, but I've seen him a couple times, and there's some potential there. You know, I got to tell you something, Lorne Michael. Considering decades of going through all of this, they seem to find people, man. You know, what's the what's the blonde lady's name? Uh, I loved her, too. Uh, and and God, what's her name that she does the Verizon commercials? She's fantastic. She was also like you know, people sometimes pick on the Saturday Night Live of the last 15, 20 years. And I disagree. I still think it has a lot of really good moments and some fun stuff. Is it maybe as good as some of the other errors? Maybe not. 
but it's still pretty entertaining at times. So, God, what's your name now? The, the, the lady I'm thinking of, the blonde-haired lady. Anyway, all right, let's take a quick break. Let's uh, get ready for hour number three. Scott Pianowski is ready to join us. We'll go around the NFL, talk about different subjects, talk a little, talk a little Dolphins and more with Scott Pianowski from Yahoo Sports next. You're tuning into the best NFL draft coverage for Miami Dolphins and NFL fans. It's the EJDconstruction.com offseason NFL draft tour. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. They're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Flowins, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. Guests or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. While the NFL plans for the 2023 season, the Big O Radio Show keeps you informed by tracking everything from free agency, trades, draft, and all the news you can handle. It's the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report. With Yahoo Sports, Scott Pianowski. All righty, there.
there he is. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Oh, I can't complain. Let me uh, lean back here on the couch here a little bit. I'm in uh, in the combine. Are, where, you're still home, right? How's the uh, winter storms treated you? Uh, better. You know, we didn't have uh, power for three days last week. It was almost 72 hours, which, you know, we were about ready to go Lord, on the fly, Lord of the Flies on each other. But um, another storm coming today. We're going to get some snow in a couple hours, so hopefully it won't be um, as bad as it was last week because we're all spoiled, right? You know, everything works, electricity. I don't have a generator. Maybe one of these years I'll buy one. But And I, I know down there, you guys, you know, the, you get different kinds of storms. It's and the law. You better have a generator in our town, bro. Yeah. So You know, I, um, I'm in Indianapolis right now where it's cold and rainy right now. So it's like the perfect afternoon to, like, dive into bed. What, what would be if you were if you were at the combine? What would be your what would you measure the strongest in? Eating. <laughs> I think I do best in the wonder lake. I think I do good on the personality testing, not not on the physical testing. Uh, let me see which one would I do. Um, the gauntlet. There you go. I got the hands, baby. Okay. Yeah, actually, I, I have pretty good hands too. I can't run away from anybody, but no, if no, you throw no, it in my neighborhood, I will catch it. But that's the beauty of the gauntlet. I don't have to run away. I just got to catch. So yeah. there you go. I'll go with the gauntlet. I'll go. I've survived the gauntlet of life. That gauntlet is nothing, bro. You know, I'm I'm ready to go. So it's a, it's a, it's all good in the hood, as they say. Somebody posted on Twitter the a movie that I don't even know. I've seen the whole thing, but uh, there's a movie in the '80s called The Best of Times, where oh yeah, wait, uh, where are the white shoes, baby? Right, yeah, Kurt Russell and. Um, Robin Williams and Robin Williams is going to be like the least likely to ever be a wide receiver. But on the, on the climactic play of the, I'm going to spoil it. A movie that came out in 1986, but on the climactic play, he makes this great you know spin move at the line of scrimmage and gets open and catches the game winning touchdown. But the key was that Kurt Russell showed up in the white cleats, right? That was the key. Reno, right? Reno Hightower, right? Yeah. Right. That was right when they, they knew that they were going to win. Unlike let's say Tom Hanks, who thought he was going to win when his catcher showed up for game seven of, of the, of the ladies world series. Mm -hmm. You know, he thought but she, she purposely dropped that ball. Right. Well, well, this all, this all specifically raises the question. What, what is the best sports movie of all time? Dude, I think it all depends on what kind of a sports fan you are, mm -hmm. because if you take it serious, then you're going to pick one of the serious movies you know, um, uh, what, what's the uh, Robert Redford one or the natural, or the natural or, or the other one with the if you build it, field of dreams field of or dreams, yep. or uh, or or the uh, the, the one of uh, the two football players when he's dying, uh, the Bears and Brian uh, song, Brian song. You're going to pick something like that. Then if you're a comedy guy, you're going to go major league, bad news, Bears, you know, Bull Durham, yeah. Bull Durham the replacements. You know, you're you're gonna pick something that has a little bit more comedy to it. So you could, you could also get lost in the definitions, okay? Because if if this movie counts, there's one movie I like better than everything else. But every, uh, people are always gonna scream, "That's not a sports movie." But if you count either pool or poker as a sport, I would take the color of money or rounders over anything else. Yeah, but not a sport. But they're, but they're not sports. So a lot of people will say, "Well, was it, can a pool player be in the cover of Sports Illustrated?" There have been poker articles in Sports Illustrated, but a lot of people will scream up and down, "They're not sports." No, they're not athletes. Yeah. So they're then right. I would probably come back to 
prob probably Bull Durham for me, or, or maybe Tin Cup or something like that, which are both written by Ron Shelton. There you by go, the way. Bull Durham would be. Uh, Ron Shelton also wrote The Best of Times. A lot of these sports movies were, were uh, tied to Ron Shelton. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that actually. Uh, that's a that's a good nugget to know. But I think it's it, I, I think it's it's very subjective when it comes to that because it well, all be depends. subjective. You're a radio. You're a radio host. You have opinions. I'm, you know. Oh no, no, your no, own no. criteria. What do you yeah, go with? I mean, I never have an opinion on this show. Um, if I'm going to go my favorite sports movie of all time, it's hmm, a good one. Doesn't matter what kind longest of longest yard should be in there. Oh, guys, so good. I think I broke his freaking neck. I think That's I broke his one. freaking neck. Uh, I broke his freaking neck. Uh, let's see. Caddyshack? Would you count Caddyshack? I mean, oh my god. I'm surprised we haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah, no, no, there's there's a lot of really, really good ones, man. What would be my favorite? I gotta tell you something. Maybe it's because it meant so much in my childhood. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bad News Bears. No, oh, great one. Just gonna go with the Bad News Bears. I love the second one too in Breaking Training where they play in the Astrodome. Yeah, yeah, they're, they, they're, they're gonna get bounced, and then the the real Astros are in the dugout, and then the whole yeah. place uh, rallies behind them. And and I, I when I was a kid, Kelly Leak was like the cool. I wanted to be like Kelly Leak, you know. Exactly. I, I wanted to ride a motorcycle. I, I wanted to hit home runs against kids. I was probably seven years older than. At least it sure looks like he is, but. Right. Um, you know. And Tatum O'Neill was a cutie in those days and yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. They jumped the shark when they went to Japan. No. That sure. one was. Two, two worked. If you can get two movies that work, so often the sequel is, is terrible in almost Usually. anything. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they make a sequel that has nothing to do with anything. Like, you know, the fact they made a Caddyshack 2 that has nothing to do with the original Caddyshack is an abomination. But yeah. the second one, very good. They should have stopped it, too. Quit when you yeah. go ahead. You can yeah, even yeah. argue The Godfather shouldn't have gone to three. Yeah, no, the Godfather 3 is bad. Godfather 2 is excellent. Actually. Maybe better than the first one. It might be. Some people could argue that one. I'm with you there. Look, uh, Slapshot. That's a great oh, so one. So good. And, you know, Slapshot is a better drama than it gets credit for. Because everybody talks about the Hanson brothers and all the slapstick in it. And, you know, the, the defenseman who wants to go to Florida. One of my friends, Steve Gleason, loves mentioning him. We, we, we quote that line all the time. I can't really probably say it on this show. But... Paul Newman, terrific. The The theme song of that movie is actually what the Maple Leafs play after they win. They play that get right back to where we started from. That's what they play after. They, at least right. they, that was their victory song. I don't think they've changed that. If they did, it was very recent. Yeah. But yeah, Slapshot's terrific, 1977. Another Paul Newman movie, of course, because he was in The Color of Money, which is outstanding. And The Hustler, another one. Again, I'm bending the rules. I'm I'm cheating. I'm yes. cheating, Big O. Let's just put it out there. Uh, there's an asterisk next to my name because I'm going to cheat. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 extending it a little bit uh, a little bit too much. All right, uh, your uh, your impressions on what's gone on with the Dolphins so far this week, Greer and McDaniel. Uh, pretty much, uh, I guess they they have to keep uh, reiterating how much they're behind Tua. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, it's it's a story. The problem is. There's nothing Tua can do in the offseason that the proof of the pudding is going to be the eating. It's going to be the playing and getting hit and everybody holding their breath and then going back to the huddle and being okay. Or, or the first time he goes into the blue tent next year or something like that, which is inevitable in football. The quarterbacks, even in an era where they do everything to protect them, they still take a lot of contact. And we know the NFL, more than any other sport, the NFL is defined by one guy, your quarterback. It's the entire identity of your team. The structure of this team with the coaching, with the playing 
they made the playoffs last year. And even without Tua, they, they gave Buffalo a scare. That, that game was there to be won. You got to think if yeah. Tua plays, they win that game. And, and they obviously beat Buffalo once in the regular season. Of we, we had Scott, we had Skyler on a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I told him, if you guys, if, if you get that fourth and one, instead of it being fourth and six, and you convert that, I almost felt like you were going to win the game. And he agreed. He was like, yeah, man, that's how we all felt. And if we could convert that fourth and one, we would have been on our way to win that game. Yeah, with, with playing with a quarterback who had almost no snaps with the offense, right? And, and you can see how disorganized they were at the end of that game. But uh, this is a team that is built to win 10 or 11 games. It's just a matter of, I, I wish I had a good answer for this. And I don't know what I'm going to do for fantasy, right? Tyreek Hill is still a first-round pick. Jalen Waddles probably graduated to a second-round pick. We don't know what's going to go on. I, I think the running back situation is very interesting because they've talked about maybe bringing guys back, but I think they're going to draft somebody or, or sign somebody. They're going to have a. They're going to be a player on this roster who's not in the roster right now who'll be the first running back taken off the team. I don't know who that is, but it's it's going to get a fresh coat there. Obviously, you know, they're going to have a different tight end look, but any offense with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle is really fun, and I, I hope I would love to see two a play. A healthy full season. I mean, he was an MVP candidate. If he had the led the league, if we've talked about, it, he led the league in quarterback rating. His YPA was off the charts. I mean, the guy can play. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy, and nobody has a great answer for that. I'm with you there. Are you an Anthony Richardson believer? Because I know his athletic ability is sick, but I still haven't seen the accuracy on a consistent basis. And I know that with Josh Allen, they kind of worked on his accuracy. Uh, now, he still has his erratic moments, actually. Uh, you know, even to this day, uh, Lamar Jackson has never really kind of fixed his accuracy. Jalen Hurts was one of those guys that has been able to work on his accuracy. Where are you with Anthony Richardson? Because Lord knows that God, the God gave him some serious gifts, but it's about putting it all together, obviously. Yeah, I, I, but if you had a choice, you have to go with, a player who's got the gifts and you worry about his environment or coaching versus a player who maybe does everything right, but is only so physically gifted because you, you can never fix that. I mean, I guess the perfect example, you know, guys like Drew Brees or Tom Brady wouldn't have had great combines. You know, Brady looks like a paper boy when he showed up at the combine, but he did everything else right. But I mean, he had a stronger arm than people give him credit for. Also, his work ethic was off the charts. You know, Patrick Mahomes was a guy in college who had every – you know, every part of the skill set you'd want, but I mean, they didn't win at Texas Tech, and maybe a lot of that was the coaching, of course, because we we know that um, you know, the, the Cardinals learned that that Cliff Kingsbury wasn't an NFL coach. But I would I come down on give me the guy who's got all the talent, and I'll hope that he gets in the right situation. I'll hope he gets with the right coaching staff, and and he figures it out. And and one thing you, you never know with NFL is how much the environment matters. Steve Young and the Buccaneers was was worthless. Couldn't do a thing because the Buccaneers were horrible. He goes to San Francisco and he builds a Hall of Fame career in his 30s. What if Tom Brady was drafted by the Browns or, or some horrible team, some, the Raiders when they were really down? And maybe Tom Brady would have had a six-year, seven-year career as a backup and we never would talk about him. It, it's, it's, a, it's a plausible question. I think Richards, I would, I would take the chance on Richardson. If I were a team that needed a quarterback, and we know there's like 10 teams right now that are dead – you know, in the water, a quarterback, I, I'd be fine taking him in the first round. I just have to have a real quarterback guru on my team to make sure. sure I have a chance to succeed. If I don't have a guy that has a track record of developing quarterbacks, then that's where it becomes an even bigger gamble, you know, by taking Richardson. That's the only thing I would look at. And, Lamar- looking, and one of the storylines this year, right, this offseason, 
is, is this look there'll be rookie quarterbacks taken and you know and how big are their hands how big are their is their height all this stuff what is their arm strength we also wonder can sean payton fix russell wilson can, can Derek carr figure out his career again can jimmy garoppolo stay healthy wherever he winds up is aaron Rodgers going to get his mojo back i guess he's probably going to the jets it sounds like they're going to give up on him in green bay also is jordan love finally ready to be something interesting he looked like he had no idea what he was doing the first couple times he played but he showed some promise last year you know the quarterback the nfl you know obviously every every, so much goes into success right i mean you need an offensive line you need good play calling you need a defense that can make impact plays on three different levels the kicking game is so important but so much of it is about the quarterbacks and it's not just the rookies that we don't know about. There's so many veterans. Last year was a really bad year for veteran quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford fell off the map. Brady, you know, took a step back his last year. Rodgers didn't play well. Carr's going to be on a new team now. We, we, we have, we're at a point where it's like, I think like like seven or eight quarterbacks we all like, and then we're not sure about the rest of the league. Yeah. By the way, Eric Storm says Brady has zero Super Bowl rings if drafted by a team like the Lions or Browns. QB only has a good situation he's in. Eric, I let me tell you something about Tom Brady and Joe Montana, okay? Both had great teams, but when both won their first Super Bowls, it was Jermaine Wiggins, it was Troy Brown, it was Greg Cooper, it was Freddie Solomon, it wasn't Dwight Clark, it wasn't, you know, any of the other things that came after with Jerry Rice and, and John Taylor and with and with Tom Brady after that, he ended up adding, you know, the Wes Welkers of the world and and uh, Gronk and Randy Moss, and Randy Moss, Hernandez, whatever. I mean, he started adding even better players down the line. But, dude, his tight end in his first year that they won the Super Bowl was Jermaine Wiggins. Yeah, he threw the ball to Redmond, Wiggins, and Brown on the final drive. He had under 100 yards on that drive. Dwight, Dwight Clark was on the first Montana team. He did catch the famous... Right, but the rest against, of the right, yeah. but the the right, but rest of the guys were just... Bro, it was Freddie Solomon and Greg Cooper. Oh, and the, running, like, the running back room was very ordinary, too. Earl Cooper. Greg Cooper, like yeah. Didn't have, that, there was no yeah. Roger Craig. There was no, no Jerry Rice. There was no Tom Rathman. Yep. You know, you got to kind of know the history, too, at times... And give some of these players the credit too, because it's funny that you know Brady and 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 Montana they had great teams around them. But if you really look at their first titles, they won them with you know not not the same kind of skill set players that they had as their careers went on. They actually had much better teams as their careers went on. You know what I mean? For sure. It's it's like when he goes to Tampa, he's got Mike Evans. And um, Chris Godwin and, and Godwin. I mean, Jesus yep. Christ, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? And he had a couple tight ends and Ron all that. Came back and Fortnite yeah. had the best year of his career with Brady two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a little unfair. You know what I mean? Overall, you know, it's those teams are pretty good, obviously, but they, they did with less in those moments. So I would give it, I'm not putting Ben in the same category. Notice. Because Ben was more of a just a facilitator in his first year. But if you look at what Montana and, and, and Brady had to do, they had to make plays. They had to make plays in those first years. You know what I mean? So I, I would be – I think you're being a little unfair to those guys. Well, to Brady, that is, mm-hmm. you know, overall. But I threw Montana in there because there's a, there's a you know, similarity in that first championship 
with those two guys. Oh, for sure. And, and they're always, they're always going to be linked too, because neither one of them was a first round draft pick. Right. Montana was a third round pick out of Notre Dame who had some college success and everybody remembers. It's so funny how they're similar, right? Everybody remembers Montana's heroics in the, the bowl game. I think it was the cotton bowl, but still he wasn't seen as a major prospect drafted in the third round. Dude, he, was, ca- he came to the orange bowl to play the Canes. Mm-hmm. Maybe 25,000 were there to see it. Yeah. Nobody was there to see it. Like who the hell is Joe Montana? Right. You, you know, know Brady, was that- Brady had the share time with Drew Henson famously finally got the job kind of to himself his final season. In fact, one year in, in the preseason, Lloyd Carr said, you know what? It's a dead heat between Brian Greasy and Tom Brady. And because it's a dead heat, we always go to the upperclassmen. So Brian Greasy played that year and, and Brady was just as good as him in, in the walk up to the regular season. But because Greasy was the upperclassman, that's the way they went. And then Brady had that great moment. That was in the Orange Bowl against Alabama where they beat uh, they beat Alabama and, and Brady threw for a million yards and everything. But even then, so he thought he was going in the second or third round. The draft day is one of the worst days of his life. He yeah. eventually stopped watching it. And then he got a phone call from Bob Kraft and you know, everything everything changed. And then, of course, what if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt? What if Mo Lewis doesn't have the hit on Bledsoe? Maybe Brady would have sat for three or four more years. Who right. knows? You never know. You never know, man. Uh, by the way, Devin brought in Remember the Titans. That's a newer movie, and that's yep. actually a pretty Denzel damn Washington. good one. Yep, really good one. Somebody, if somebody says that's her favorite movie, I, I have no problem with that one. Although I always hate watching the kid get paralyzed. That that part I always hate uh, of, of that movie. All right, Lamar Jackson. So the report came out this week that he wants no less than what Deshaun Watson got. Mm. Does anybody give him that? Because I almost get the feeling that there, he's going to get tagged, he won't sign the tag, and there will be a holdout. I think that's where we're headed for. Your thoughts? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. But ultimately, Jackson's going to realize he has no agency in it. What's he going to do, sit out a year and do the levy on Bell? It's not a good idea. Your biological clock is ticking. They need to build the infrastructure there. Last year, they did not have the um, – the, the receivers. I mean, when they lost Bateman, I know they thought Bateman was going to have a breakout second year, but they had one of the worst receiving rooms in the year of the league. And cer- certainly for a team that made the playoffs somehow. Uh, I know the Giants that were kind of similar too. They didn't have a lot to work with, but they need to do a better job of supporting Jackson. But ultimately, I think they need each other, right? I mean, Baltimore doesn't want to pay him through the nose, but what are you going to do? If you don't have him, you're irrelevant. And Jackson doesn't want to accept it. it that's why this Watson contract drives me crazy because it, now it becomes a measuring stick for a guy who we don't even know if he can play anymore. Right. And it was a contract that wasn't deserving. And then it ruins it to everybody else. Like so if the stupid. Chiefs, if the Chiefs did it to Mahomes, right. then there's an argument that you, there's a discussion we can have. But this was just irresponsibility, just like the Raiders did with Gruden. And then it, it shook up the, co- the coaching world too, you know, at the same time. What so, price uh, glory? You know, the Browns have been irrelevant for so long that they gave up all this in trade and they gave up all this money and, and for what, you know, good, good for you. Your team still stunk and you have the stench of Deshaun Watson on you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I know. It's just like, you Thank did all God he can come to Miami. Oh you don't want God. all that. That would, no, we, I didn't want that, bro. I, did, I never wanted him or anybody else. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Tua. Uh, I, I think the kid will figure things out and he'll, he'll protect himself this year and play, you know, a lot better. Uh, there's, we now know the key to winning, my man. The blueprint is out there, dude. Treat your players like shit. Your trainer has to tell your players, hey, you can't report an injury, bro. No, 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 you're not injured. 
But, but wait a minute, my leg's uh, disconnected from my body. Eh, get out there on the field. Don't worry about it. So apparently the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they got the worst grade out there in the NFL. They don't trust their trainer. Their facilities are, you know, cheap, all that kind of – so the Kansas City Chiefs are winning Super Bowls by mistreating their players. Our Dolphins are number two in the NFL in pampering players. What the hell is Steven Ross doing? Building a hospital on the on the on the facility, mm. building a improving the stadium, building a new practice facility. What's he doing, bro? Come on, we got to go back to the, like the the days of the seventies and let's mistreat players now. That that's how it pays off, my brother. I'm glad that's you, the key. I'm glad you said days of the seventies because as you were talking, it jarred my memory to another sports movie we should have mentioned, which is outstanding. North Dallas. North 40. Dallas Forty. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, and talked about a lot of what we're talking about now, where the moment you're not useful to the team anymore, they don't care about you. They don't care about your long-term health. They don't care about you as a person. And that's what happens to Nick Nolte. When Nick Nolte can no longer help, what is basically the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's obvious. By, by the way, I have changed my, my tune. That's my favorite movie. Yeah, it's a I great answer. That. That's my so favorite good. movie. Great final Nick scene, Dallas too. 40. Yeah, Mac Davis is, is well cast as the quarterback. And uh, Nolte's like, yep, I'm, hey, it's off me. I'm not. I don't, you're, you're on your own now. Good yeah. luck, Poot. <laughs> uh, that's gross 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 is when you go kiss your grandpa to sleep and he sticks his tongue down your throat that's gross <laughs> now, there's so many lines so ahead of its time so you know, ahead it's of like Peter, Peter five Jan minutes yeah. five minutes five minutes and then he goes hey coach how much fuck you <laughs> so it's freaking i love north dallas Florida. that's my favorite sports movie i completely Forgot about North Dallas 40. That was awesome. So ahead of its time. For but the it, youngins out there, if you've never seen North Dallas 40, it is probably the closest to real football back in the day. Because mm -hmm. they, they can't be the way they are now. Forget about it. But 20, 40, 50 years ago, that was probably the way football and football players were, were acting. Yeah, it's almost like a documentary. It's almost that. like Dazed and Confused has like a documentary feel. Right. North, North Dallas you, your, mic your mic Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? No. No, 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 no. Funny how that happens, right? Hello? All of a sudden, everything's going normal, and then boom. No, we don't hear you. Hold on. I don't hear you either, Sean. I hear him. I hear Scott. Hello? Okay. Testing? Is it One, me two, then? Is something going on with me? I believe it may be, uh, but I do hear Scott. Uh, I'll check the chat, see if oh, they Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I, I took off my headphones, so now I'm hearing Scott. Go ahead. Scott, you there? <laughs> I'm here. Hi. Okay. All right. So what did you say there when I when I uh, said the whole thing? I think about I said 58 Razor, Z slot. Uh, no. <laughs> the, the thing with Kansas City is, you know, what's the ultimate deodorant? They have the quarterback and the coach, right? And yeah. you know, I, that makes up for it. That covers – and winning – John John Madden famously said that winning was the ultimate deodorant. And uh, another team that graded really well in the facilities is Dallas, who hasn't won a thing. The real North Dallas 40, you know, North, you know, North Dallas 53 now – When's the last time they won a game of relevance, right? But yeah. they have great, you know, you know, they take care of families there. They have great facilities. Jerry Jones obviously has more money than anybody, but it, it hasn't turned into a winning situation. So I, it's it's 
we whistle in the dark with you know with the injuries with the way the players are treated where the money goes how long a career is and there's an underbelly everywhere you know there's a bunch of stuff under the carpet there's a bunch of grime under the couch you know or under the stove or whatever and when you look at it, you're like wow where did this come from why don't we clean this up but it's um it's it's something we all have to reconcile that we cover the nfl it's the greatest sport in the in, the, in america but there's certainly a, something that comes as a price that's paid for that um when you when you look at the raiders situation uh i saw where the coach and the general manager were talking about that they probably won't be looking for a big time quarterback uh this offseason that it's maybe more about 2024 to find a quarterback because they're uh, a bit away from being an impact team it's it's strange how last year everybody labeled everyone in that division as a contender and all of a sudden a year later there's no Brady and it doesn't look like they're going to be in the market for Rodgers or anybody else right now. That Raiders thing took a, an absolute ugly turn with, uh, with McDaniel here in year two. Yeah. You can imagine he has a long tenure there. Right. And Devonte Adams get the money and I, I never feel bad about anybody who either a gets paid or B retires on their own terms. Not that Adams is close to retiring, but he was going to throw him the football. You know, he went from, Aaron Rodgers winning an MVP with him, two MVPs with him in a row, to Derek Carr, who had a mediocre season. And now, I mean, I don't know. Can they can Garoppolo and McDaniels work? Maybe. I wouldn't hate that. But you're right. Last year, they were the hot division. And one team won the championship, and everybody else underperformed. The Chargers of the classic NFL underperformer. I had them going to the Super Bowl last year. Of course, that didn't happen. Then they blow their playoff game against Jacksonville, as only the Chargers pretty much can. And, and the Broncos, I I was so glad when their season ended. They had like eight standalone games, and almost all of them were horrible. They were unwatchable. And then the Raiders, I don't know about you. I just wish the Raiders would go back to Oakland and the Chargers would go back to San Diego. And um, just it doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't I don't I don't like the Vegas. I know they wanted Vegas is a good market and everything. Give them an expansion team or give them a team that nobody cares about. I, I still think the Raiders should be in Oakland. And I I know there's problems with that stadium and they don't want to build it and everything. But and there's all sorts of gridlock there. But and they'll probably lose the A's at some point. But to me, it's the Oakland Raiders. It's Kenny Stabler and John Madden and Clifford Branch and Fred Bolitnikoff and. You're but it's money, bro. Money makes money makes the world go round, sure. and and Oakland is not a city that is built to handle professional teams. They just don't have that economy and the and and the structure, and that's why you got to go across the bay. That's where they have the money and the structure. Unfortunately, Oakland is not a big enough town to be a professional sports town. Yeah, you're probably right about that. That's the sad part about it, man. You know, look at look at the uh, the Warriors. They they kind of had to, you know, they were kind of in the middle, and they moved over more to the city, and you know, and and just you see right. the San and, Francisco. And the Niners Stadium is nowhere near San Francisco now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Palo Alto, so it's moved out, and it's it's just a, a different part of the world, and it's probably they're not New York, New Jersey. That's the thing. Unfortunately, Oakland is not New Jersey. You know, maybe they both have smell. Maybe that's the only thing that, you know, I don't know. Does Oakland have any gas refineries like uh, Jersey? I don't know if they do. I don't remember. I don't remember any stench really out of Oakland like it is Jersey. But outside of that, Jersey's way bigger and they can handle it. Whereas Oakland just doesn't have the juice, man, unfortunately. 
I hear you. I, you like the thing in the NFL that any any size market can be viable because of the way the game is structured. We you know it doesn't work in other sports, right? But um, you you make valid points. Maybe I just have to accept. And, Ve- and Vegas is a good market. I, I, I it's an up and coming market. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a and it's a and it's a destination city. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't completely sell out because it's transient over there, you probably have a ton of people that live there that don't that are not from Vegas. But but whenever the Packers or the Dolphins or the Bears or whoever goes there, those fan bases are going to flock for sure. Like they come here to Miami because or L.A., you know, L.A. also is very transient. And so I'm sure you're not going to fill it up with Rams fans. But I'm sure there's going to be, you know, an extra 10, 15,000 of those fans from the visiting cities. Why? Because Los Angeles is a destination type city. And that's even a bigger thing for the Chargers, right? I mean, any Charger game, they're outnumbered by the visiting fans. And I actually think Vegas is a good sports city anyway. I mean, look how well they've supported the hockey team, right? I mean, the Knights. Now, now the hockey team has done their part. They they have been relevant from day freaking Yeah, they made the finals the first year, was it? Yep. Yeah. So they've been and they maintained it. You know what I mean? They like they they stay being a pretty good team overall. Is it fascinating how quickly expansion hockey teams have been good lately? I mean, Vegas goes to the finals right away. Seattle has a good team. Seattle is a legitimate contender now in their second season. Well, you know, the problem is it's what baseball needs. They have a hard cap, bro. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where you live, what city you're in. Everybody works with the same amount of money. So it's up to your skill set as a front office and a coaching staff to either find players or develop them and get the max out of them. So Vegas is obviously doing it better than most. And that's why they've been relevant because that's what baseball needs. That's what will save baseball, actually. If you put an even level cap on everybody, not that that'll ever happen because – the, the, the power teams are never going to want that. They're never going to want to vote for it. You think, what is it, Steve Cohen? I think Cohen, the, the owner for the Mets. Yep, sure. You, get, you think that guy wants to have an even level playing field with the Marlins? No, dude. He wants to he wants to be able to buy whatever the hell he wants. I mean, his payroll is $75 million more than the Yankees this year. You know, and, and that's, that's what... That's like Shohei Otani will be a free agent next year. It's like, okay, where's he going? Well, I, I, it's like three teams. Three teams make right. sense, you know? And like 26 don't. Right. You know, a player that everybody in theory should want. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, let me ask you really quick before we get out of here. Um, yes. Where, where do you come down on the baseball rule changes? I'm fine with him. I'm fine with him because, I, look, man, I'm a classic baseball fan. So to me, um, I love the game the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have to shift. I like more bunting. I like more stealing. I like more manufacturing runs. Bunny I hate player, the yeah. I, I hate the home run strikeout thing. So I'm more of a classic guy. But I do understand that the young people have no 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 attention span, and so they can't sit there and really watch a game. So speeding it up, I get it, dude. I get it. I, I you know Terry Pendleton used to drive my ass crazy, and Noma Garcia Para used to drive my ass crazy when they'd step out of the box and fix every goddamn thing on their bodies before they stepped into the box. But, so I, I get those things. I get that you got to speed it up because, dude, your, your sport is dying, your fans are dying, and you're doing a shit job of picking up young fans. And that's really the problem with, the, with, the, with, the, with Major League Baseball is that they can't find the future of their fans. It's crazy. 
I remember it wasn't that long ago basketball didn't have a shot clock. The NCAA tournament only had a shot clock into the mid eighties, right? I mean, you know, Dean yeah. Smith famously one year Duke was in a zone defense and Dean Smith said, well, we're just going to pass the ball until they get out of the zone. So at halftime, it was like four to two or something like that. <laughs> you know, talk about trying to ruin your sport, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with speeding up play. I'm with you. I hate the way home runs and strikeouts smother the game. And it's also when, when a guy grounds out to right field, there's a keg party of, of defenders out there. Right. That doesn't seem right to me. I So I end the game going a little bit quicker. Nobody ever went to the park and said, I, I hope I see a bunch of pitching changes today. I right. hope I see Tony Fossis pitch today. You know, right. no. no. You know, this idea that the starter goes four innings, I hate that too. You know, I, let's, I'm, I'm with you. Let these guys, let the starter pitch seven innings. You know, yeah. we don't need 14 relievers every day. You know, that's not the way baseball should be. And that slows it down too. All right, what do you got going on? on Yahoo Sports so folks can check you out, my friends. Yeah, a lot of fantasy baseball coverage. Of course, Yahoo Fantasy Baseball is open. We'll be doing a ton of free agency and draft coverage, so check out the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast, which is hosted by my colleague Matt Harmon. I'm one of the regular guests on that. And uh, we'll do also be doing a lot of NC tournament, NCAA tournament basketball stuff, and I'll be involved in that as well. So about a week from now, you'll be filling out your bracket, trying to make some money that way. All in play, all in season at Yahoo Sports. And follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski. Scott, we'll catch up next week, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. You got it. All right. Sports Grill, baby. Eight amazing locations. The new Doral location is open. Go take advantage at Sports Grill. And, by the way, you can take the sauces home, too. Yeah, baby. The Dali sauce. Yeah, the barbecue. The Miami Heat. They've got them all for you there. You can take them home with you. Yes, sir, the Blackberry Barbecue. That's right. Add it to your cart. Take it home. Sportsgrill.com. Check out the nearest location to you in South Florida, one of the great sports bars in this country, Sports Grill. This is the Sportsgrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports, Scott Pianowski. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at SportsGrill.com. With eight great locations, go to SportsGrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven. Ride a ride a ride. All right, let's get ready. Let's uh, take a quick break here. Cam Wolf. Uh, when we come back, we will unleash the Wolf Pack with Cameron Wolf. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com There is no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner, Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. We unleash the Wolf Pack. 
as we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL Insider, Cameron Wolf. All right, Cam. Let's, uh, oh, he look at him. He's on the phone. He's like Sagwa Fair. He's okay. everywhere. Gotcha. Right, turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. All right. Uh, yeah, he's on the air. He's on the radio, on on the phone. We don't we don't want to uh, pick up whatever his conversation is. He's ready to go. Let's go. Let's bring him aboard. We unleash the wolf pack. There he is. How you feeling, baby? You feeling good? I'm ready, ready to go. I'm ready to go home, man. <laughs> rainy, yeah, today's a shit day. It's raining and cold, bro. Yeah, it's rainy. It's cold. It's like day three or four of the combine. These days blend together. Uh, this is kind of like uh, Vegas. I compare this to Vegas. I do like two or three days, and I think I'm good. I, I've, I've done all I can do as far as the the out scene, the night, the trying to get connections and and info, and um, I just need a good night's sleep in my own bed and not not drink for one day. Yeah, actually, my, my the Airbnb I'm at right now, the right. The, the bed has sucked, bro. I've, I've gotten yeah. I've gotten shitty sleep the last three nights. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait to go home tomorrow. Yep. And, uh, and get in my goddamn bed. Um, dude, let me ask you something. Why do we have lazy media? Like in the Herald today, there's, oh, the Dolphins could be delaying their decision. It would be a smart move if they're considering Lamar Jackson. And it's like, how many times do they have to tell you that, like, Tua is the guy, bro? And And why would people even talk about Lamar when they don't have picks to trade? Right. They have to work to get money under the con under the cap. They got to re-sign Wilkins and Sealer, and you know then they got to improve their team around to uh, all that kind of stuff. First of all, it makes no sense to go get Lamar when Tua is the better passer, anyway. So you know, to me, none of this makes any sense. But why is this clickbait shit still around when it's been like documented? I don't know how many times McDaniel and Greer are telling you. They're moving forward with Uno. This is a time of year where, you know, drama sells. Um, it, it's a it's a topic that's fun and interesting. Lamar, the thing about the Lamar situation, and you talk to a lot of people here in the combine about it, there's a lot of uncertainty. People just don't know what's going to go on with him, what's going to go on with the Ravens' decision with him. And so everybody's just trying to pick pieces. And obviously, Lamar's been very clear about his feelings of South Florida as his hometown. And so it's an easy connection to make. Oh, Lamar's from South Florida. Right. He's there. People have always have a lot of questions about Tua. And so I think that's probably the easy route to go connection-wise. But I haven't heard anything to make me believe that that you know, that's any realistic possibility. And so, yeah, that, that's that's this time of year. You're going to hear, you know, wild things. I was joking. I was chatting with the Bears general manager Um yesterday up at the stadium when we were doing the concourse and i was like man how much how many uh texts and emails do you get from friends about what you should do with the number one pick and all these proposals trades and this all stuff and he's like yeah the craziest part is they're always like wild proposals like things that are not realistic i'm like oh like the bears should trade number one for patrick mahomes and that'll be the story right and and somebody say i saw somewhere that the bears are going to trade number one for patrick mahomes and it all cycles it becomes a thing and it's like 
this was never this was never realistic. And so um, we get a lot of that this time of year. But I think Lamar in particular becomes a hot rod for a lot of teams because he does not there's no certainty on where he's going to go. And obviously he's you know, you have your feelings about Lamar, but Lamar is a dynamic game changing player for a lot of franchises. So you insert him there. It changed a lot. And it's a hot topic to debate. And I still I still think he gets tagged. Yeah. He doesn't sign the tag. He holds out. He doesn't get traded anywhere because I mm-hmm. don't think anyone is going to give him his contract that he wants. Right. Nobody's going to give up multiple picks and a, and a fully guaranteed deal right. to a guy that has gotten injured a lot the last two years and missed a lot of games. Yeah. And he needs his legs in order to be an effective quarterback. Yeah. And so to me, I think this situation is only going to get uglier and I wonder if Baltimore will be trying to get a backup plan in the process just in case. Yeah, it's Baltimore's really in no man zone because, like, they're not in position to start over and draft a quarterback, like where they're drafting. Um, and they built this team essentially around Lamar. And so because of that, it's like you're, you're essentially stuck. But you have a quarterback who's wanting – guarantees that are very significant and they're the realistic part is you have a quarterback that runs a lot you know are you well wait a minute they do have a pro bowl backup running a quarterback they do have a they do have a pro bowl backup quarterback you can say that (laughs) (laughs) um but the reality is there's a big drop off between lamar and tyler huntley and so they, they have to figure out their situation because uh it's very dangerous and they're you probably to guarantee him the type of money that he's trying to be guaranteed with the amount of running he does the the propensity he has to potentially get injured but in the same token you are nothing as a team if he's not there and so he has a lot of leverage the tag makes a lot of sense until you get to that number but we've seen this thing become a little toxic toxic at times and yeah with the ig posts and so you got to be very careful especially with a guy like lamar um, how you go about this process, what the messaging is. And so this is a really delicate, delicate situation. And I honestly don't know how it's going to turn out. I always was the, of the view that if you have a true franchise quarterback, a guy that you love, you don't let him get away. There's no way. It's just teams don't do that. But this situation does feel a little bit weird. You got players on the team calling out the general manager for his comments on Twitter. Rashad Bateman put out some tweet where he's talking – you know, essentially calling them out. And this is a guy who they drafted um, two years ago. And so there seems to be a lot of disconnect for a team that for a while had been one of the standards of the league of how they do things. And it seems like right now it's they're in a, lo- a lot of flux. Um, Stephen Ross apparently is doing it all wrong, bro. You, <laughs> you, don't, you don't build a hospital on the facility. You don't build a new facility. A practice facility. You don't treat your players right. You got to do it the Kansas City Chiefs way. <laughs> You're not injured. What? 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 Your arm fell off. Get out of here. You got another arm. Get out there on the field. You, you, you got to go the Kansas City cheap way. Right. On. Right. Oh, I mean, the, you know, the Dolphins are number two in the league. Kansas City's thirty-two, and I know what they're doing. They're matching their draft status. Right. Down in the bottom of the draft. So, I mean, this is the key now. Yep. Treat, you, you, you've seen those relationships, yep. right? Yep. The guy treats a woman like shit. The woman treats a guy like shit. Yet they're kissing their ass, right? That's the key. 
Stephen Ross has got to reverse this. We got to go back to Biscayne College. We got to start eating, you know, salt pills, not water in between practices. Three days now. Right. Come on, let's go. Right. And so you're referring, obviously, to the NFLPA uh, surveys that came out and and where they listed teams and the team. There's a lot of teams that had some ugly ratings, some ugly, ugly ratings. And the KC was the training staff. I think they got a D minus, I believe, was their grade there. And so Dude, they said they don't trust the guy. Yes. <laughs> That's a wild thing to say. That's wow. wild. Wow. How does that guy go back to work? Yes. And look at those people. And you know what? He probably had a couple of disagreements with certain players. He probably knows. He could probably guess a couple of the players that probably trashed him. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the good thing, for the, I guess, for them to be able to be honest is this thing is – this thing is uh, anonymous. You, you know, it's public, but it's also anonymous. You don't have to put a name on it because I'm sure they're like, hey, you know, I got to go back in that locker room. But at the same token, I think this is a cool survey because it gives you insight to what players are thinking, what they're talking about. And these are things that we don't talk about a lot because we don't know. Um, we don't know who, you know, the guys are not going to be truly honest of my trainer sucks or our fit like some guys will as far as the facilities. Yeah. But most guys are not going to be, hey, we've got the worst facility and league but it also gives guys perspective which i think helps for like free agency if you're yes. sitting around the league a team that like that that's awful in certain categories and it's even with the money maybe that's a difference maker and split you see a team that's number two in rankings and how they treat their players based on what other players think a team that's 31 obviously i'm gonna want to go to where they treat treat hey, by, by the way i'm obviously i'm joking okay right. with all of this yes but all kidding aside this, this freaking team played hard all year long. They could have beaten Buffalo. Yep. Okay, if McDaniel makes a couple of the right calls there, they might he might have put his team in position to beat Buffalo in the playoffs. So in a way, uh, treating them right might – or doing things the right way. I'm joking, of course. I think they are doing things the right way. It, it is paying off because really all we ever hear is praise of Mike McDaniel. Mm -hmm. All we ever hear is praise of the Dolphins – facilities and everything that goes on you never hear players complain about that kind of stuff mm -hmm. right so in a way i you know this this new dolphins front office coaching staff and then everything else all the amenities you're really headed in the right direction all kidding aside yeah absolutely and i gotta go in a sec to get ready for I know. Uh, tv I know. hit but um i think that a, a good element for the dolphins to have is you always want people to speak well of you in rooms that you're not in, right? That's the whole saying yeah. for uh, any business. But for them, especially as you try to build this team, it helps that you know you're not going to get screwed when you go to this different place. Like even one of the other things, just kind of seeing a player talk about, hey, there are rats in the facility in, in, in Jacksonville. Like if I see that, why would I like – I mean, they're if they pay me enough money – I, maybe I just wear, I just put my put my my shoes on and just never take my shoes off in the locker room and keep pushing. Right. But if if it's not if it's close, why would I go to that sort of environment? So I think it helps Miami a lot as far as their perception for people who are not in Miami to get them to want to come be. Do you know the John Madden story back in the AFL with uh, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, and so they tell Madden. Hours before, hey, we've got rats in the stadium, in the, in the locker rooms. Right. And he goes, really? And he goes, are they also in the visiting locker room? He goes, yeah. He goes, leave them there. Yep. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah. And so, so he goes, don't worry, I'll take care of everybody. And so then Kansas City comes in. John walks over to Hank Stram and says, hey, Hank, I'm sorry. I hate to tell you this, but, you know, you, you might want to warn your players. Uh, we, you know, this just happened to us. We just figured out there are rats inside our locker rooms. So be careful. So yeah. the so many players in Kansas City were changing, standing on top of the bench. So Madden was already playing with their minds right. before the game because because of that. One more thing before I let you go. Huh? Jordan Poyer signs with the Dolphins. What's the percentage? <laughs> I don't know at this stage. I'm not going to lie to you and just make up a number. Uh, um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to make up a number. Let's go. <laughs> I, I do think it – I think there's a – I say 20%. I think that he he's you know I don't think it's a super high high probability at this stage because uh, the reality is he's at a position that they do have one player at and he's going to command probably double digit million dollars so you got to figure out is this how we want to allocate our money um, but it would obviously be a a dream uh, secondary with him and Javon Holland and you know he wants to be here so he made well, that it's the Fangio needs elite cover safeties yeah he does. He does. And then the, the thing about that as a team building perspective, you have to decide how much do you allocate there? Cause you're gonna have to pay Javon in a year or two. Um, you're already paying X. Um, and so how much do we allocate to that secondary group? I think there's a team that in past had been heading. X, X is gone next year. Just between you and me. So the, the this has been a team that spent heavy money on the secondary. The Byron thing obviously didn't figure out. Figure out. I think they'll become a team that transitions a little bit more of their money balance throughout the defense, more to the front as they got to pay Christian, as they're paying Bradley, um, you know, eventually Jalen. These are things that you have, to, you, have, yeah, you have to figure out how you shift the money. And so it's hard to, to end up allocating that. But that being said, if the, the number's right and you, you figure out a way to make it, make it happen, right? Because Jordan Poirier, Javon Holland, whew, that would be special. That would be special. All right, you're special. Follow yeah. him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf. He'll be home soon. Cam, will catch up next week, my friend. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Have a good right. one. Safe travels. There you go. Cameron Wolf. He's out here in Indianapolis. All right. Let's uh, get ready. Let's uh, let's take a quick break here at the top of the hour. Um, when we come back, Alan Pupart is going to join us here on the show. Uh, I do want to tell you about EJD Construction. I love talking about EJD Construction because they know how to get it done, folks. If you're looking... Okay, if you're looking for the right company and you got to uh, do some improvements in your home, you got to update your roof because the insurance is telling you, hey, your, your home is a little older. You got to update the roof because once it's older than 20 years, they're making a lot of people upgrade their roofs. They can do it at EJD Construction, full contractor, custom home construction, major home remodeling, you name it. He's done a lot of work already for a lot of our listeners. In Dade and Broward counties only, by the way, not Palm Beach, I'm sorry, but they've got a lot of business and they do most of it in Dade and Broward counties. So give them a ring, 305-433-4843. Proud sponsors are our program, proud sponsors of this trip, 305-433-4843. I don't care what you need. You need to make an extra room. You want to build a second floor. You want to build a house, whatever it is you want to do. Major home construction, they do it. Major home remodeling. One of our listeners has uh, had a fire in their home. They had to remediate the entire home, so they have to gut it all out. EJD Construction does all of that. I told you, another one of our listeners built an observation deck on top of their house, which is so freaking cool. 
You can do anything and everything that you're thinking of. Anything that your wild mind is thinking of to build, he can construct it. EJDconstruction.com. Go to their Instagram page, 305-433-4843. Hour number four, next. You're tuning in to the best NFL draft coverage for Miami Dolphins and NFL fans. It's the EJDconstruction.com off-season NFL draft tour. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. There is no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello? No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield Security System and doorbell camera, all professionally installed, for free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield...
If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24-7 online at Caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com The viewpoint statements or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart in our EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big O radio show. All righty, there he is. How you feeling, my brother? You feeling good? Good. You sound very echoey as in my... Is it, uh, do I? Is it too, too echoey yeah. there? That's okay. It's fine. I, I, I'll, I'll make it work. All right. You'll make it work? Yeah. Right. Do you have your laptop sound on also? I do. Ah, maybe all the, that's... All the, way, all the way up. Okay. Does that does that affect your headsets? I don't know. No. Know, maybe. Okay. No. All right. So then that's not... No, the it's echo. you. It's not me. It's you. It's me. It's me. That's what my wife always says. It's me. Oh, I heard that. I've heard that too. And she's usually right. Unfortunately. Uh, anyway, all right. So, uh, what uh, what new dolphin nugget have you been able to unearth for the audience today? Uh, Damn, it's like searching you know, for intel- right now. It looks like I'm searching for intelligence in Marjorie Taylor Greene's head right now. What, what's going on? There's a lot of silence. <laughs> yeah, we we could be here a while. Um, Nothing from Dolphin. We talked. I mean, I was doing the rounds with the prospects who were doing their combine interviews today. Uh, few of them met with the Dolphins. Driving, did you give any driving tips to Jalen Carter? He's not out there. He's back at the combine, but he skipped his media. Okay. His media just, session. Just checking because you know you you are an expert driver, just like the Rain Man. So I figured you'd be giving him some you know advice. Let's wait until all the facts come out on that one, you know, before we bury the kid, even though it, I, I haven't buried him. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, 
Well, he's got plenty of driving tickets too. He, he you know, let's uh, let's not make it sound like uh, you know he's he's Mister uh, Driving School Instructor or something. You know what I'm saying? So he he thinks yeah. he's in an Indy track, anyways, as it is. And he is here in no. Indiana. By the way, did he go out to the racetrack to warm up a little bit? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I digress. You're funny. You're mean. All right. All right. Um, not, no, but not, not a whole lot in terms of like dolphin related nuggets. So again, some prospects have met with them, some who have not. Um, now, wasn't able to hit all the wide receivers. Today was wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks who were talking. Um, pretty much whenever I had the chance, I asked them specifically if they, if they met a couple of them who have met them. Nobody of nobody who's a name who would really necessarily jump out at you. Um, so nothing from that. And in terms of what the Dolphins are doing themselves, I mean, we're 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 getting down to it. Something's going to break pretty soon because we're less we're twelve days away from the start of free agency, and more importantly, twelve days away from the start of every team having to be cap compliant with their they want. So, what are we hearing uh, about Christian Wilkins? Because that's one I, that you you got to find a way to get that shit done, bro. Yeah, no, I absolutely get get that done. And I, I think I saw, and again, it's somebody throwing out there on Twitter that the something about the Dolphins shopping him or something. I that's that's crazy to me. Um, no, I, to me, he's got an extension coming, and which will serve the benefit of keeping him around and lowering his cap number for 2023 because of its. I remember 10.4 million, I think, off the 50 or up. So that needs needs to be done. That's the one to me that the most logical move. Tyreek Hill contract restructure is another logical move. Uh, to Ron Armstead, another possibility, you know, moving some money around. Uh, and then maybe some will cut. Um, but they know they do have work to do and it's it's coming up. Is there a street free agent out there? or somebody that's going to be a free agent that you are starting to think is going to sign with the Dolphins? Um, there's a couple of guys who make sense, but again, it's, they're going to depend on how much money they're going to be able to, to clear up. The backup quarterback situation is interesting to me. Um, I mean, like this does Carson Wentz make sense as a backup if he can't find a starting job anywhere and if he's willing to take a backup job? I like Minshew. No? I'm told from people who watch him play, who have watched him play closely, no. And I also remember when the Dolphins played Jacksonville in that Thursday night game a couple of years ago, and actually in 2020, he looked overwhelmed, and I mean, and that's being very polite. Um, he's a backup. Well, but he's a bad backup. I mean, okay, Carson Wentz, if he. I, I saw him play this year a couple of times, and he did all right, actually. This year, he did he did all right as a backup this year. I just think that in this system, I think he kind of fits this system. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I again, know, but, I, but, I, so, but you like Carson Wentz? I, I like Carson Wentz. I think he's worth. He's somebody worth investing in. I mean, again, you have to get somebody who's not fragile, so that eliminates Teddy Bridgewater coming back. Well, I, I think can, Carson Wentz is fragile too. 
not not about his injury. His well, yeah, no, he's fragile there. But again, obviously, this would this would entail him having accepted the fact that he's flopped his last three places. His yeah. his career as a starter is over, and yes. he can make some money and stay in the NFL for several years if he's willing to be a backup. If he's not, if he can't adopt that mindset, then. You know, I just think like a, a, a Dalton, a Minshew, a Hineke, I, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather take chances on those guys than than Carson Wentz. I just see a little more mental toughness out of those guys than I do out of Carson Wentz, which is the weirdest thing. Man, God, that Carson Wentz we saw the first couple of years. Holy yeah. shit, that guy was awesome, dude. Yeah, he could play. Like, I don't know what happened to him mentally. I don't know why, because it's not a physical thing. I don't believe it has anything to do with physical. I think it has everything to do with him losing that edge here. You know, it is is odd, brother. I mean, odd. Yeah, and I I don't know the dynamic of suffering a really bad knee injury when he's having a monster year. And then watching your backup lead that team to the Super Bowl, to Super Bowl win, how messed with his head or something? Ah, who knows? But he, yeah, he he lost, like you said. Let's go, let's go, old school cliche. He lost the eye of the tiger. Yeah, no, definitely. And the fan base then got behind Nick Foles too, and I think that Correct. that kind of that kind of hurt him too. I think it's a little bit of what you saw this year with uh, Mike White. Uh, with the t-shirts and then Zach Wilson sees that and it's like holy crap like these guys left me behind like right away you know for the backup and that that's you know shit that's kind of stuff you never see no but Wilson buried himself before that with no I know I know I I mean above everything else this is ridiculous comments after that loss against New England Um, but no you know what the more the more as we're talking here I'm like I'm like talking myself out of that idea that no, I wouldn't want Carson Wentz. Um, but, <laughs> but I, I, I'm not like Taylor Taylor Heineke. It's a backup. Yeah, Andy Dalton might be your best backup opportunity. Yes, but it's a backup who, based on history, could wind up having to play four, five, six games. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a lot of experience starting. Look, I'm I've never been an Andy Dalton believer as a starter. But where he's at now in his career, I have no problem using him as a backup. I think he would be a very serviceable uh, backup for, for this team. And I think with the, with the playmakers you have on this team, it makes his life a little easier, too, where he just has to try to facilitate you know, more than anything else. So let me, let me go with this. Give me a percentage on the Dolphins signing Jordan Poyer. Twenty-five, I kind I kind of get the feeling. I, I think Buffalo has a good good thing going. They have a lot of cap gymnastics to do. I, I think ultimately he he winds up staying. I mean he's he's a core guy on that defense. So but that would gotta, be my guess. But that, that, that Allen contract kicks in now, and they also have to pay a couple of other guys because Edmonds is up for a deal too. Correct. I think there's a couple. I think there's another guy or two that they they that's up for deals. I I forgot where I read it, but I think there's several guys that they had that that are up for free agency with that team. They have one of their alignments up. Yes, um, yes. But uh, again, I I think 
to me, I think I see for them Poyer being a core guy on defense. Um, so I think my expectations would be would be he goes back, he goes back to Buffalo. If he doesn't, then then I think the Dolphins have as good a shot as anybody again if they can make the finances work because that's what it's going to be all about with them. So should the Dolphins move back to Biscayne College and give their players salt pills in between practices since the Kansas City Chiefs are winning championships treating their players like shit? That's weird, though. You would think, you know, if you see see the Arizonas and Washington get really, really low grades and you look at their success on the field, you're like, oh, yeah, I I get it. KC. It correlates. Um, But then – I, then, then we're just. Oh, it, to say, it, it, it is some guy named Pat Mahomes, right? You know what I'm saying? That helps. So, or do they have to forget? Because here's the thing, though, in terms of like man game, man games lost the players. Casey Philly at the top of the league in terms of of good fortune in 2022 was it because they had a full full team of guys playing hurt or because they were just incredibly lucky well apparently they don't trust their trainer so he was like yeah now you're fine bro don't worry about it just put a little tape on that ankle and you're you're good but it's dislocated ah don't worry about it crazy glue it'll fix it go ahead get out of here it's a little acl you have another one yeah what the hell although like i told cam you know i joke around but the dolphins played hard all year long throughout all of their injuries um the the you know they they never gave up on their coach um they weren't pointing fingers uh even in that playoff game we could argue brother if you know they make a couple of the right calls and they got that fourth and one going who knows they might even won that damn game and that really would have been the shocker of all shockers so the dolphins are doing things the right way. I, I, their coaching staff is liked by their players. I think the front office is doing a good job overall. And the owner provides every single resource that you need. So all kidding aside, uh, I think the Dolphins are headed in the right direction. And I think they're going to get the results that they would like eventually. But that's another No, no, no but he, I mean, the fact that they got such high grade. I mean, this is, this is the players voting and they got high grades for everything. Um, the only one where they didn't was treatment of families, whatever that means. And yeah, they'd like a family section. Well, that's, I'm sure that's very easily, you know, rectifiable. And I'm sure Tom Garfinkel is going to be on the case and get it. You no, know, the only hiccup they've had, and it sucks because it's affecting this year uh, and next year as well, is the, the tampering that cost them draft picks. Right. That, that's the only thing that was said back. But other than that, no, they got, um, and it wasn't necessarily a good look that they so publicly. Uh, jonesing for a couple of quarterbacks around the league, but now that now they appear, mind you, appear because they're still like Lamar Jackson rumblings are out there. I, there's know, no, there's no Lamar Jackson rumblings. That's there, are, there are Lamar Jackson rumblings Who? all over the place. Who? Dude, look Who? at look at the internet. It's all over the place. That, that's all, and it's all bullshit stories. They're just like Greg Cody did today. Oh, are the Dolphins delaying just because maybe that's a bullshit story. There's nothing behind it. That's lazy media that's just putting shit out to get clicks. There is no substance behind Lamar Jackson whatsoever. Except except we, except we heard the same thing when they were after Deshaun Watson and they literally But they that were, was that was flow. 
It wasn't. He's not here go, It wasn't Flo. Stephen Ross was the one who was getting. And Stephen Ross was part of the Brady stuff because he's a tool. He gets taken by anybody for a ride. Okay. But it wasn't the front office. Now that the front office is in charge and they're telling you over and over again, and so is the head coach, it's all Tua. This Lamar Jackson story is complete bullshit. There's nobody of substance. Pelissero's not reporting it at all. All right? Schefter's not reporting it. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh uh, Rappaport, uh, Garofolo. They, they can't, there's nothing to report right. There's nothing there's, to report right now because Baltimore is still trying to get things worked out with Lamar Jackson. So, um, then, so then, why would any story out there by Greg Cody have any? I'm, kind not, of, I'm not referencing Greg Cody, but okay. I'm just telling you that in, in you're not referencing in, anybody. Notice you're not referencing anybody. You're saying it's out Jeff there. Got, Big O, Jeff Darlington, who was a very highly yes. reputable dude, was like suggesting on television, he wasn't reporting, he was suggesting that that could be the best winding up scenario for okay, Lamar Jackson. Suggesting is one thing. I am, but again, if it, here's my thing. If it I, wasn't, listen, listen, the ones that are suggesting, including Jeff Darlington, if he thinks that's a good idea, he's freaking clueless. Just like everybody else that actually thinks Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback, not a freakish athlete that can run like the wind. And that's what keeps him alive, not necessarily his arm. So they can make those silly suggestions, Jeff or whoever else wants to do it, but there are no reports out there saying that they're seriously interested, intrigued, talking, discussing, reaching out to the mother or anything like that. None of that has happened. That wouldn't take – okay, let's let's do some balancing here because you're, you're way off on one, on one side, okay? There wouldn't be anything of that going on right now that maybe that would be leaked out. Number two, and, I, and I've told you this before, that I, to me it, it doesn't make sense in my head from a Dolphin standpoint because one of the reasons you'd move her from Tua is the durability issue and Lamar Jackson's missed five games each of the last two years – and he's a running quarterback. But where I take issue with you is I would don't let's not dump on Lamar Jackson um, and say he's a strictly running quarterback. The dude was NFL MVP in 2019. Okay. And and I know for the past two years you, you talked about how Tua didn't have the elements around him to produce in the passing game before McDaniel got here and Jalen Waddle and was joined by Tyreek Hill. Well, Lamar Jackson's had pretty mediocre wide receiver core, if we're gonna be honest about it. Okay, so let's not we can we can we can agree that the idea in a lot of ways doesn't make a whole lot of sense without taking shots at Lamar Jackson. No, I, I get that, bro. But, uh, you know, I saw the Giants win with Phil McConkey and Mark Ingram. So, you know, you know, there, there have been times that you can they didn't win, win because with, of the passing game, although but they won because that's what Baltimore has great tight ends. Offensive line, running game, and defense. A lot of people have won that way. A lot of people, right? Correct. You know, the, Bal the Baltimore Ravens won that way. Brandon Stokely was their number one wide receiver the year they won the Super Bowl back in 2001. So receivers have been, uh, you know, Freddie Solomon was, was Joe Montana's receiver and I forgot who the other guy was. It was all about Dwight Clark. It was about their running game. Well, the running game wasn't even great. It was Greg Cooper. 
and their defense. So this has been done before where the receivers aren't necessarily, if the middle of that team, the tight ends, the, the offensive line, the running game, and the defense are working, you're going to have a great opportunity. And Lamar has had that opportunity many times over because he does have elite tight end. He does have the running game. He does have the offensive line. And he has had the defense. That's been the foundation of that team from day one since he's been there. I'm not um, – what I'm saying to you is you're poo-pooing him as a quarterback, and I don't think that's – Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's a mediocre passer, yes. I've okay, said that and that's, and that's over I, and over not, and over and over again. Okay, I'm not with you there, but we can you agree know, to disagree. Not, that's why he when, he when he's faced with a real quarterback and he gets in a shootout, he never can, can hang because he's a front-running quarterback. If he's not leading, if he's not leading by running the ball, that's how they do it. But once they trail, since he's not a quarterback, he doesn't come back. That's what happens. Go look at so, most of the games. Go look at 90% of the games that they trail. They don't come back. Why? Because you don't have a real quarterback. That's the so, difference. That's why when you're down by 21 on the road, a real quarterback in Tua Tungavailoa brings you back. Okay, but he cannot do that down 21 points. If you give him Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, we, we, yeah, he could do that. Yeah, he'll be overthrowing him too, a whole bunch. That's what he'll be doing. Okay, whatever. Next topic. Okay, he'll be overthrowing him. I'm not, I'm, I, I just, it, it's funny to me. Like, nobody's standing out there going, if, if he was a real franchise quarterback, there'd be eight teams going, here's two first rounders and I'm giving him the guaranteed contract. But because he's not a real quarterback, because he's a running quarterback that gets injured while he's running the last couple of years, everybody kind of knows the real story behind it. I just think a lot of the media and fans are the ones that are kind of clouded. But I don't see you anybody. Do. In okay, Big O, you do you do understand that no team can do anything right now. No, I know that. Make it, make it, okay, then you're saying that. that. Well, you're saying well, if he was so great, people would be. The, the, report, the reports would be out there already that this team wants him, that team wants him. That would already be out there, dude. Because when Brady becomes available, then teams will tell you that they want him. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the way it goes. When those kind of guys, hey, Manning's available. Bro, there are people that are going to want, want him right away. Oh, we're parting ways with Andrew Luck. Well, they're going to want him right away. This is, the, this is kind of the way it goes. I don't. You don't hear anybody dying to trade for the guy, because because it, the situation is still not settled. They could resign him tomorrow. I, I, we'll we'll find out. I mean, oh, you know, you you know that's not going to happen, right? You know, he wants that? a he wants a. You know what's going to happen? He's going to get tagged. He's going to hold out because he's kind of you know stuck on that whole fully guaranteed deal. Nobody's going to give him a fully guaranteed deal. So he's going to end up holding out and going to be bitter about this. This is going to get ugly. This is going to get really, really ugly because he, he's dead set on that full, fully guaranteed deal. There's no way he gets it. No way. Nobody's going to give him a fully guaranteed deal. No, I, 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 and you can't. I, 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 agree, I agree with you there. You can't. Not with his playing style. No, that's, that, and that's my point. That when Mahomes injures his leg, he can stay in the pocket and beat you. Years ago, Brett Favre didn't have a leg, stayed in the pocket, and he can beat you. This guy lost his leg, and he had to stay out because he needs his legs in order to be an effective quarterback because he can't sit there. A couple years ago, Russell Wilson was playing with, with, a, with a banged-up knee, a high ankle sprain. 
And he played like the first six weeks of the season that way. Why? Because he can live in the pocket. He can move around and make plays. Lamar can't do that. He tried to do that this year. That's why the offense ended up with a lot of field goals, because he tried to live in the pocket and he could not do it. He can't, he can't play the game without running. That's his problem. And that's a huge problem for any quarterback. If you have to live off your legs, that's the beauty of Jalen Hurts this year. That's where he proved me wrong. He really sharpened up his accuracy from the pocket. And he started beating you from the pocket by dropping freaking dimes on people. It wasn't just because you have A.J. Brown. The guy's right behind A.J. Brown, but you're dropping it right there in his, in his, in his pocket. You're like, holy crap, that, that is beautiful football when you can throw it that way. And that's where I give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit. Lamar Jackson has never proven to me that he can do that on a consistent basis. Just hasn't. I'm not a believer, man. No, no, and and that's fine. You don't have to be. I've never been a a believer in his passing skills on a a continuous basis. He'll freak you out at times because that's what athletes do. Ryan used to do that too. There were times that Ryan would throw up. I, I still remember against the Ravens, he rolls to the left. And he throws you. You know exactly the, the throw it's I'm a, talking it about. It was a fourth down play at the end of the game. Wow! Like it was a throw, like you said. Oh shit, dude! Like that was impressive. Mm-hmm. But that's because Ryan Tannehill is an athlete, and right. athletes will freak you out at times because they can do things that you and I can't. But athletes can't become consistent quarterbacks. That's the difference. That's why you're just an athlete and not a precision passer. And that's what I think he'll never be, unfortunately, is a precision pass. Look, I think Josh Allen still has that hole in his game. He's gotten better. He has a little bit of – he has that clutch gene in him, but he still has his erratic ways in games. You still see it. It still shows up. Wyoming football still shows up in him every once in a while. Except he compensated by making so many plays off off schedule. Right, exactly. No, he has that clutch gene. He has, he has, he has that clutch gene in him that when, you know, like you need a play, he finds a way to make a play. And also it helps that he's a freaking monster running back too, that he can take the pounding that Lamar Jackson can't, Correct. you know, like Cam Newton did for a while. And then eventually it catches up to you. Um, What's your thoughts on, on, on the Christian Wilkins thing? When are we going to start to hear something about this? No, we, we start off by discussing. I know, I know, but when do you think that we'll hear something about it? That's why I wanted to follow up on that. Because that, that's, to me, a huge concern for this offseason. Like, if you don't sign him, that's a bad start to your offseason, a horrible start to your offseason. But, but here's the thing. I, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not like they're not going to have control oh, yeah. uh, over him or, or that they're, the only reason that there's some sort of – of pressure to get it done sooner rather than later is because of that March 15th and the Dolphins, the fact that Dolphins are still over the cap, you know, um, for all we know, also it's possible that they've done some contract restructures that they haven't leaked out yet. Uh, but they had, they started the off season with 16 million over the cap. Uh, and some of the moves may wind up being painful. That one should not be painful. So, and it's one that they logically, should want to get done. So um, is it going to be done in conjunction with other stuff that they're going to drop all at the, like, you know, on 
March, a lot of times you'll see March 13th, March 14th, a whole bunch of roster moves come up that create a whole lot of cap spaces that we're going to be looking at. I don't know, but it's to me, I would think it has to happen before March 15th. If it doesn't, then you're looking at, I mean, he's under contract for 2024. If it's not done between March 15th, and I could wait up until training camp. Let's hope, it, let's hope they can get it done. All right, what are you working on there at Sports Illustrated? Oh. So the Dolphin Nation, who can lock it up there, bookmark alldolphins.com, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys know, that officially makes you a Dolphins fan when you bookmark alldolphins.com. I don't know if you know that. So I don't care if you bought season tickets. I don't care if you own a jersey. I don't care if you bought a hat. None of that makes you an official fan until you bookmark alldolphins.com. Tell them. Yeah, I mean, it's going it's wall-to-wall combine coverage and mix in with a little bit of free agency because, again, this is coming up. Uh, I think I'm going to do today my ranking of the, of the Dolphin free agents in terms of importance of bringing back and the likelihood that they indeed will come back. That's going to be one thing, and then I'll uh, – go through all the interviews I did this morning and uh, put up some stuff on that as well. All right. Good stuff. As always, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. Safe travels. If I don't see you tonight. You got it. you will be good. There you go. EJDconstruction.com. My Emmett Dolphins report. You've been listening to the EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins Report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDConstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All righty, let's talk a little Red Recover, bro. We love talking about Red Recover. And listen, the 30% is back, and it's back for a short time. In the next couple of weeks, it is going to go off sometime during this month. It is going to go off. Go to redrecover.com. Take advantage because the human wraps will not be under 30% in a couple of weeks. It'll only be the doggy wraps, which, by the way, they'll also be available on chewy.com, which is, which is pretty freaking awesome. It is such a great product that I just – if you are dealing with shoulder pain or – knee pain or hip, any kind of old pain from an injury, a surgery, wear and tear, all of those things, folks, I'm telling you, go to redrecover.com. We've got a wrap for you. We've got them at 30% off right now. Huge sale going on, just a couple of weeks left, 30% off. Use our code BIGO. You will get it. And we also have the wraps for the doggies. So if you've got a small dog or a bigger dog and you know their hips, sometimes they have issues with their hips. You want to actually do a little, uh, let's let's say preventive, you know, uh, um, a move. You can use the wrap on them every couple of days, like I do with my dogs. Like my dogs have no hip issues at all, and hopefully they never will. But if they do, well, you know what? I'm now giving them some treatment, give them the red light therapy. That way, they're always comfortable and always feeling good. But if you have a dog that's a little bit an old, older age and they're having hip issues. Red light therapy can help them. We have all kinds of wraps, even the wraps for the ladies to put over your face for the for the uh, crow's feet, the wrinkles here too. 
Uh, we've got it all, man. I'm telling you, all kinds of wraps. Go to redrecover.com. Check out the video blogs. Check out the blogs. And use our code Big O. Get 30% off while it lasts. Go to redrecover.com, and you will thank me. Promise you, you will thank me. All right. What do we got going on here? All right, all right, all right. There we go. Ah. So, Brandon Marshall all of a sudden thinks he's some kind of reporter. This is a funny-ass story. I got to tell you something. Listen, I am not necessarily a Brandon Marshall uh, believer in anything. Anything that he pretty much says, anything that he's said in the past, I don't believe anything he said about himself in the past, okay? I pretty much think that this guy is a con artist, is, is basically the way I look at Brandon Marshall. So Brandon Marshall comes out now and says that um, four, at least four teams have, at least four GMs have reached out to him about Aaron Rodgers. Let's be honest now. What general manager is calling Brandon Marshall? Seriously. And are you taking any advice from Brandon Marshall? I, I, it's just... This is a guy that couldn't take a taxi home. This is a guy that had such a screwed up relationship that his girlfriend, or I don't know if it's still his girlfriend or his slash wife or whatever, slashed him, actually. Speaking of slash, she went OJ on his ass, stabbing him. To me, this guy has been so full of crap. It's amazing. And so he goes out there and like four teams, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, three or four teams might be interested in Aaron Rodgers. I'm just calling complete BS that any GM has called you, dude, because I don't think anybody's going to call you about that. Nobody cares about your, no general manager in the NFL is going to give three shits about Brandon Marshall's opinion on whether they should trade for Aaron Rodgers. Why was Brandon Marshall hanging out with him in the dark room? Were they both uh, in, in a dark retreat for four days? Oh, I'm sorry, two days. Aaron Rodgers couldn't even hack the four-day thing. He could only last for two days. What a story, dude. I love these guys that want to try to become like insiders. And, yeah, come on, please. Don't BS me. The other story that came out was Adam Scheffer apparently might have gotten another story wrong because he reports that the Carolina Panthers were interested in Aaron Rodgers and a uh, local reporter uh, says, no, they're not. So kind of a... Uh, Kind of interesting that 
uh, a local Carolina beat guy says, uh, no, I checked with the team and the team adamantly says, no, they have not reached out about Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know if it's true or not. Carolina does need a quarterback. They, it's not a bad situation. You got a, you got an owner that's got deep pockets. You got some picks. Um, but remember, you're going to have to give up something to get this guy. And whether it's one or two first rounders, but you're going to have to give up. Well, it looks like it's two first rounders. That's a lot. And if you're only going to get them for one year or two, man, if you trade for Rodgers, you have to be convinced you are putting a Super Bowl team around the guy. If you don't, then you're wasting everybody else's time. And you're going to make a move for no reason at all. You're going to give away picks. You're not going to get your championship. And he's going to walk away doing nothing and winning nothing for you. Yeah, that's not going to help. That's that's not going to get it done. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, do, do. What do we have on the chat board? Uh, is Brandon's Aaron's agent now? No, I don't think so. I think he's just full of crap. I get to see Lamar play every day of practice, high school football practice. I think in this system, you need an accurate QB that can get the ball to both our short uh, stature wide receivers, Hill and Waddle. Yes. Big O, be careful. Brandon Marshall is Omar's boss. <laughs> That's Omar's problem, not mine. And everybody else that works with him, not mine. Not necessarily sure if I would trust Brandon Marshall running any business, uh, by the way. Uh, Nature B is for me. We tell you about Nature B all the time, and I've been taking it for over 20 years, folks. Highlight and libido, allergy relief, less stress, muscle recovery, uh, boosting your immune system. I'm in a cold-ass place, traveling, been here for days. Rock solid, baby. Rock solid, I take I, I take my Nature B every single day. And you can too, folks. And right now for 85 bucks, only $85, we give you a 100-day supply over three months. That makes it 85 cents a day. That's a joke. 85 cents a day to get all that protection and straight. That is pure plant pollen straight from clean, green New Zealand right from Mother Nature, not from some lab out there. That's what you're going to love. And we're going to give you a free Manuka Honey Lip Balm. That way, if you're out in somewhere like I am and you need uh, those chapped lips, you got to fix up those chapped lips. The free Manuka Honey Lip Balm will fix that up too, folks. Look, go to naturebee.com slash big O. That's naturebee.com slash big O. Use our code there or use go to Big O and you'll get it. 85 cents a day for a 100-day supply. And it's great for the kids. It's great for the adults. Plus, I got to tell you something. You should take it and the kids should take it. Why? Because the kids are probably going to school and bringing back all kinds of nasties. So you need them to fight off the nasties. So when they come home, you're fighting it off too at the same time. Listen, it's a virus-filled world. Every kind of force field you can add, and here's one, baby, 
Get that honeycomb force field from Nature Bee, baby. All natural plant pollen. Go to naturebee.com slash big O and take advantage. 100 day supply for only $85. Jets going to wait on Aaron Rodgers. Be stuck with the MILF hunter. We'll see. We shall see. Let me, uh, let me check the. Let me check the market here. See what's going on. What's the latest in the market? See if uh, Bitcoin's made a move. Twenty-two, three, five, six. Kind of much in the same spot it's been in since last night from the dip. Uh, remember, you can also send a donation through Cash App or Venmo. Let me make sure uh, nothing's been sent in and I didn't miss any questions or comments on Cash App or Venmo. Nope. That is good. You got any other questions? Send them in. Uh, markets are hopping. Yes, I saw that. Um, I saw that. Uh, what's it called? The Dow is up almost 300 points, 272. Uh, S&P is up 51 points. And the NASDAQ is barely up. Barely up. If NASDAQ moves, then you'll see the crypto move. It's probably what will happen. Liquidity, baby, is what it's all about. There is no decoupling like people are talking about. Uh, the last couple of days, people are talking, oh, it's uh, Bitcoin is decoupling. Not yet, man. We don't have enough liquidity in there. We don't have enough people holding Bitcoin, uh, we're gaining all around the world, but we're not there yet. Big O, are you satisfied with Skyler as our backup? He's one of your backups. He's not the backup. He hasn't earned the number two job. He has to fight for the number two job. It'll, they'll bring somebody in. McDaniel is very clear about that in the press conference earlier this week that it, it, he will not go unchallenged. So somebody is going to come in and it's probably a veteran that he's going to have to compete with. I don't think it's going to be another young guy. Okay. So there you go. But, but after the, after the playoff game, I had no problem with Skyler. I thought he showed a little improvement in that playoff game. I thought he, he kept his composure in that playoff game I think there's something to build on as a as a third quarterback. I think he's a perfect project. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see what happens here in this offseason and into training camp and the preseason. Maybe he takes a next step forward and he's able to become a number two. You know, I'm not going to put a cap on him. Physically, he has all the talent to be a starter in the NFL. Physically. Now he's got to put everything together, the experience, mentally, all of that. He is tough. You can tell already. So, yeah. The markets are as volatile as Lamar Jackson's accuracy. Pretty accurate. Terminator 23 Destroyer says people need to stop listening to the media about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets because the Jets is not the only team. You're right. It's probably going to be a couple other teams. I mean, they're all calling Brandon ja Brandon, ja Brandon uh, Marshall, aren't they? Anyway, we are out of here. Uh, we thank Ira Winderman, Manny Navarro, Scott Pianowski, Cameron Wolf, and Alan Poupart loaded 
again, Doug and Adam, thank you for coming out to um, to Kilroy's last night. That was uh, great to meet you. I meet you guys have been supporting our, our uh, platform for a long time. Uh, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow, probably around 1 o'clock or something like that, 2 o'clock. I'll do a little bit of a, a crypto show. I'll be in a different setting, too, tomorrow. Anyway, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you all out there for supporting us, however it is you support us, visiting our amazing sponsors, hitting the like button, subscribing, all of those things. We'll see you tomorrow uh, around 2 o'clock. Same place, same bat channel. Have a good one.